This is the 100th episode of Pixel Splitters, your absolute favorite conversation movie news podcast with your hosts, Josh is literally one of the most important and best movies of, you know, the last 23 years. Yeah. And Willis. All right. I guess. Fine. Whatever. Join us in this special episode as we break down the top 100 movies of the 21st century. We made it to the 100th episode of Pixel Splitters here. Oh my God. That is, um, I mean, that is kind of a monumental achievement for anyone to do for a podcast. A hundred episodes true. is like mind boggling. It literally took us years to do. So, yeah. um, and we do it weekly, <laughs> weekly having missed, like, I think we came up with the other, the other day it was like maybe six, seven yeah. that we've Tops missed in total. Over the past two years. When was our first episode? We should probably have had that ready. <sighs> we should have had that ready. I think it was like, um, may or june of 2021 i well no it was it was earlier than that because our like second episode or something was the oscars oh that's right that's right um episode one april 2021 april April of 2021 so yeah we've passed the two-year mark here which is just insane and you know, we we love doing this every week, like straight up. It's it's true, and we're we obviously don't get paid the hundred mark. Yes, yeah, <laughs> and we're about to pass the hundred mark. So, we of course had to do something special, and it took us a long time to figure out. It took us basically up into the last like couple weeks yeah. to figure out exactly what we wanted to do, but we knew that we wanted to do something with one hundred. So initially, we came up with the idea to do the 100 movies that you should watch from the 21st century, and then we thought, well, that could be boring, just reading a list of movies yeah, here out. And- <laughs> an hour and a half of us just reading movies. Yeah, uh, and how would we structure it? Um, so we came up with something else to do, yes. which is going to be more engaging, we hope. <laughs> we hope. Um, it's going to take a while, so strap in. Uh, if is. you haven't looked at the runtime on this episode yet, dear listener... <laughs> Take a look. Make sure you have enough time set aside in your day. Um, yes. We will also, I don't want to get too spoilery, I guess, but there yeah. will be break points where you can pause and come back. But Yes, exactly. And just generally, we'll get into the rules and everything, but we are doing a bracket of the 100 movies yes. to watch in the 21st century or from the 21st century, which was an undertaking for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it's going to be a lot of, of fun. It is a lot of movies. It's more than you'd think, uh, 100. Um, But we'll get into all of that. I did want to run through a couple of releases this week. Just theatrical releases, no streaming, um, just because there's a couple very important things dropping this week. First and foremost, we have Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse dropping on June 2nd in theaters. It's already here. Can't really believe it. This We've been talking about this movie probably since the start of the podcast. It's wild, yeah. Um, and now it's here, and I cannot wait. Obviously, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse is uh, just an astounding achievement in uh, animated cinematic history. So, We also have The Boogeyman, which I'm kind of hyped for. We don't really get that many original studio horror projects coming yeah. out, and this is one of them. I believe it's a Stephen King story, um, yes. so that should be Sounds fun. Right. And then limited, I don't know if this is getting a wide release or not, so I just want to throw it out there. Past Lives is coming out on June 2nd as well. It's a new A24 film that just is getting rave reviews out of every single festival that it 
it opens at. So um, Past Lives is coming limited. So if you can see that, check that out. And I guess without further ado, let's get into this insane episode we have planned. Here we go. <laughs> so, like we said at the top, we've got a bracket. We have a bracket. <laughs> so let me run through what we're looking at here. Uh, we have a completely randomized bracket. That's the important yes. thing to start with. So we have our list of 100 top movies. Uh, mm-hmm. They have been completely randomized, and we don't know what the brackets are going to be until yes. we get to that option. So we're going to run through the list, and we're just going to get the random pairings of movies. These could be anything. We have no idea. Some of them yes. we anticipate being pretty obvious, pretty fair. You know, right. uh, there are some top tier movies that are going to come up against some important, but not necessarily like top, top tier movies of the decade. Right. Um, right. There's going to be some terrible ones that we have to like eliminate early. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> um, which is going to be a nightmare. Um, yes. So to break it down real quick, each bracket we have, I think we said seven rounds. Yes. Uh, to get down to a hundred. Our first round is 36. Our second yes. round is 34. Now, the important thing to note when we get to the second round, there are some movies that have sort of just been automatically moved through to the second round. Yes. Random as well. Randomized. We yes. Those. There's no tears or anything or seeds going on. It's completely random. So, you know, a less than top tier movie may already be into the second round. Um, right. Although I will say there's none of the, like we are going they're to, all, they're all, they're fire. all great. Yeah. Like they're all movies all that you have to watch are incredible, but there are some that definitely like, yeah. Yeah, um, totally. I'm totally. like, I'm resisting actually saying what some of them are because I know, I know, but, <laughs> but we'll get there. Um, yes. So yeah. So we're going to go the first round, second round after the second round, we'll know, everything in play um mm-hmm. and then we'll just keep going until we get down until we get down to it to the elite eight the final four yep and then the 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 final the finale yes. and i just want to say that we didn't plan on being like oh well the number one movie of the 21st century so far like that was never in the cards and that's yeah. not really like why we're doing this we're doing this to like shed light on all the movies we think yes. are important from the last you know 23 years um and I guess the only other thing is the reason that the second round is structured like that is because it's 50, it would be 50 pairings and we have yeah, to, it's, there it's, would be it's movies because of the number pairings. 100, you know, yeah. that would go down to 50, which would go down to 25 and then we've got odd numbers yeah. and it's chaos. So exactly. So this is for the ease of doing this. Um, so yeah, <laughs> are we ready? I feel like well, we've been planning this for so long that it's just like, what? I know. It's like now we, we actually have to do it. Um, <sighs> I'm nervous. Oh, up maximum 30 seconds per choice. Oh, yes. Choice. We're putting a clock on this. I have a clock on my desktop here. Um, yes. Some of these I think will be. Like five seconds. <laughs> will be five seconds. Will be pretty obvious. Some of them we will have to debate. At the end of 30 seconds, we have to make a decision. Yes, um, and someone will probably have to concede, or we'll both so, have yeah. to concede. <laughs> and they will definitely, I don't know, it'll be interesting to see if we actually wildly disagree on any of these. Yeah, I feel like probably, we'll, we'll, get, we'll okay, see. Okay, two we'll more see. qualifiers before we get started. 
I feel yes. like we'll need some kind of sound effect, like a starting sound effect. Um, Ooh. I don't know. As That's I a good call. make it harder to edit down the line. Uh, <laughs> Two other qualifiers. Um, There are 14 movies on this list that I haven't seen. Yes. There are seven movies on this list that Josh hasn't seen, which we debated for a quick minute being like, ooh, should we try and like convince? Well, I I was going to say we should try and like watch all of them before. Oh, yeah. You know, Uh, but that didn't happen um, because who's got time to watch 14 movies in the middle of of May? Um, Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see where those crop up. Uh, And the only other, this is just like a technical qualifier. uh, Mm -hmm. Lord of the Rings is on this list Mm. as a whole, um, as the original trilogy. You know, we're not talking about the Hobbit or anything like that, but like one, two, three, all kind of together. I think those films kind of have the same impact, you know, um, totally. Absolutely. It's not like putting return of the King up against something else is a different result than putting two towers All up against something else yeah exactly exactly so it just makes sense that way and like i feel like everyone it's it's yeah so we'll see that could be in the first round here and then we're like well all right there's a big qualifier <laughs> that we <laughs> right, could have exactly. just said when it came up but <laughs> exactly but that's okay um so are we ready josh <sighs> i mean i don't know but we're gonna start so <laughs> ready or not here yeah. we go um, um i will try my best to remember to hit the timer <laughs> um okay <laughs> I, might, I i i foresee there being one or two where i'm like oh yeah i never hit the timer on that but or we just like go past it um either way i'll try and hit a timer as well so someone right. should should have it <laughs> so i'm giving us 30 seconds yes which i if we can't come to an answer in 30 seconds, it's going to yeah, be. Yeah, it's absurd. It's absurd. So do we reveal and then start? Probably. So yeah, I'm going to reveal what it is. I'll read them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we will. Um, and as we go, I will check them off so that our bracket fills itself. Uh, cool. As we go. Cool. All right. Are you ready for the first bracket, Josh? <laughs> I'm like nervous at what it's going to possibly be. All right, here we go. <laughs> uh, so begins the top 100 of the 21st century, according to Pixel Splitters. Yeah, according to us. <laughs> yeah. Our first round is Interstellar versus oh, come District on, man. 9. Okay. Interstellar so- 2014 versus District 9 2009. Start the timer, go. <sighs> Two sci fi ones right off the bat. I know, uh, I know. I feel like this for me kind of has to be Interstellar. I was going to say the same thing. I think this has to be Interstellar. Because District it's, 9 is incredible, but like in terms of impact and just like presence, it's 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 got to be Interstellar. Interstellar is the thing. All it's right. a better movie too. All right. There we go. Look at and with 2 seconds left. Oh my god. <laughs> that is not a lot of time to do these. Here we go. No, it's not. Interstellar, our first winner. Here we go. All right. Okay. Bracket number two. That that's fucked. Memories um, of Murder versus oh, Train to Busan. So, so here we seen go. Right off the beginning. Here are two of these I haven't seen. 
I mean, to me, this is kind of obvious. I love Train to Busan, but Memories of Murder is like a Bong Joon-ho masterpiece. So yes. I'm just like, it's got to be Memories of Murder. It Rock has to roll. be. I, I have no dog in the fight for that I one. know, I know. So, um, <laughs> Both fantastic. But it'll be yeah. interesting to see where Memories of Murder shows up in the next round. I know. Because I might throw down on that. We don't know. I know. I um, know. <laughs> all right. Round three. Here we go. <sighs> Wait, I, I feel like we're already clipping through these. I'm like, rock and roll. I know. I, I know. guess we have to. <laughs> I We definitely um, have to. Round right. three, Drive 2011 versus Never, Rarely, Sometimes, Always uh, from 2020. Yeah. Um, so you've never seen Never, Rarely, I haven't seen always. Never, Rarely, Sometimes, Always. This, I'm hoping we just get through all of the ones I haven't seen. <laughs> I know, in the uh, first round. In the first round. Um, I mean... So my feeling is it has to be never rarely, sometimes, always. I love drive. I really do. Mm-hmm. But in terms of importance, I think that never rarely, sometimes, always is a far more important. And maybe going forwards, a more impactful movie. But I don't. Impactful in terms of its filmmaking or impactful in terms of its. In terms of its like cultural significance. But <sighs> if you want right. to push drive through, we can push drive through. I, you know, I both mean, great. I. Pff- I'm we're past our time here already. We're way but, bit, yeah. <clears throat> uh all right. Push I'll it let, through. I'll let drive go. No. Yeah, push it through. All right, yeah, I'll push it through. If you're gonna say yes, then I'll yeah. say yes. All right. Yeah. Um the thing I was gonna say is like I feel like drive could easily be knocked out by something else. Sure. You know? Um but sure. it might not come up against anything else. So we don't I know. know. <laughs> I know. Um, uh, all right, so round four. That was the first one that was kind of like, ooh, here we go. I know, uh, I know. Round four, Amelie versus the 40-year-old virgin. <laughs> so I've never seen Amelie. Okay. Full, full, full uh, Amelie is a 2001 movie that is very poetic and very, um, I'll say avant-garde is not the right word, but in terms of impact and anything like that, I don't think it can really hold up against the 40-year-old The 40-year-old virgin. virgin. Yeah. Okay. That, that's it. one of those ones that I'm kind of like, it sucks to see I Amelie know. knocked out so early. But like the 40-year-old virgin is still talked about. Yeah. Like and the 40-year-old the virgin launched <laughs> like six careers. Easily. So. Yeah. Yeah. That makes, that makes film student Willis a little sad to see like <laughs> raunchy comedy versus like poetic French movie. Mm-hmm. But all right. So, okay. So it goes. <laughs> Um, on to round five. Here we God go. Damn. All right. And we've got Crouching Tiger, <laughs> Hidden Dragon versus Argo. So Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon from 2000. I mean, one of the most influential, uh, I guess, Kung Fu movies. Would you call that a Kung yeah, Fu Yeah, I would call it a Kung Fu um, movie, but like American. <laughs> yeah. Uh, versus, um, versus Ben Argo? Affleck's. Argo from 2012 uh, versus Best Picture winner Argo. I know. Uh... This is a hard one because I'm trying not to color the fact that I've seen Argo more recently. Than Same. Crouching oh. Tiger. Same. Ten I mean, seconds. I I want to put Crouching Tiger through. I, I think. Uh, I think Argo's a stronger movie, man. It's a stronger movie and it's more significant. So yeah. Argo. Argo. <laughs> It is. Do you have another metric you're measuring? By? I don't. I don't. I don't. All right. I, I just makes wanted to put Crouching Tiger I know, through. I know. <laughs> the Michelle Yoasans right I now. I know. This is going to be one of those things that like we're going to get to the end. It's just going to be the most like mainstream 
<laughs> like yeah. we hate yeah, ourselves bullshit. <laughs> All the best picture winners. Yeah. Yeah. Um, All right. Uh no, on to it round won't be six. Like that. It's true. Yes. Uh, it is what it is. <laughs> on to round six. Here we go. Round six, Mad Max Fury Road versus <sighs> Iron Man. I mean Tough. I mean, yeah, Iron. It's it's so tough because Iron Man like literally started what we know as He's, like the like, modern responsible so much of yeah. But Mad Max Fury Road is like a masterpiece of a film yeah. that I think everyone should watch. I would have a hard time saying Iron Man over Mad Max, even even with the significance of it. I I would kind of wildly actually agree with that. Yeah. If you yeah. like my first instinct was like you can't unseat Iron Man, but I know. I know. Mad Max Fury Road just in terms of its like design and impact and just style and everything. I mean, Frank Miller is the master. Dude, and best picture nominee, like there it come goes. on, man. Come Mad on. Mad Max Fury Road. Make wow. That's kind of an upset. That I know. Iron I know. Man that's out a t- in the that's first tough. round. <laughs> that's tough. <sighs> All right. Oh, on to so on to number seven here. That's uh, so I'm like this is like stressful. Okay, here we go. Adaptation versus nope. I mean, that's adaptation. that's a pretty adaptation. <laughs> I think it's adaptation, dude. You take I adaptation love, over nope. I love nope. You know, I love nope. I've seen nope like six times, but adaptation like you maybe so wait, not as significant. You are legitimately sitting here telling me. That a 20-year-old movie is going to rank over <laughs> Nope for you? I love adaptation. I've talked about Spike Jones. Wow. If you want to push Nope through, I will have no questions I will definitely. I mean, I will take adaptation. I'm, I'm just surprised. <sighs> These I are would, both on my list, and I knew in my head, I'm like, adaptation is like a first-round pick for me. Yeah. Like, that is interesting. I mean, yeah. I, like, I'll buy it, but like... Whew. Iron Man I know. And Nope out in like I know. a one minute period. I wish that that didn't happen. <laughs> wow. That's what, like I, my wife did this uh, before we, we started just to like test out yeah. and make sure everything worked. Yeah. And like I was looking at him like Nope's going to like make it all the way through for Josh. Like, but I, 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 I wish that we it are. did not have to be like this. <laughs> but here we are. All right. Round eight. Here we go. Uh, hope Good all of our God. listeners are having as much fun as we I know. <laughs> down there. This is like a lot of fun to do. I hope it's a lot of fun to listen to. I, um, me too. All right, round eight. Here we go. Ladybird versus Superbad. Twenty seventeen. Greta Gerwig's Ladybird versus Superbad from two thousand seven. That that's really tough, man. That's I mean, really like, hard. I love both of those movies. I mean. I think Lady Bird is a better movie, but super bad. Like, yeah. Well, we talked earlier about Forty Year Old Virgin, like launching a bunch of careers. It's like I know Super Bad gave us Jonah Hill. Same thing. Um, like literally same thing, and it launched uh, Seth's like real writing career. Like, yeah, and Evan, yeah, and Michael Sarah too, and like uh, I feel like it's got to be super. Like as weird as it is, because like Lady Bird is such a good movie. I know, and like kind of launched what's your name there. Um, Sirsha or Saoirse and Greta, yeah. like I mean, it it brought Greta Gerwig to like the main stage of directors. Yeah, but like we may talk about Greta again. So like, yeah, so super bad over Ladybird. Fucking crazy! Wow. I'm All gonna right. look back at that and be like, "You're a what the fuck?" Well, it's gonna, gonna be you insane <laughs> when like you know super bad's in the final four somehow because it just isn't stacking up against anything. I know um, that's fucking crazy. To me. 
All right. All right, nine. Nine. Here we go. We're going to keep on keeping on number nine. The Hurt Locker 2008 versus Portrait of a Lady on Fire from 2019. So you've never seen Portrait. So Portrait um, is, is is a movie I haven't seen. But I mean, I, I, I mean, if we're talking in terms of impact, I feel like Portrait of a Lady on Fire is a bigger, bigger hit. hundred percent. I, I think love it's, The Hurt Locker. Yeah. Um, and I love Catherine Bigelow, but yeah, it's got portrait, portrait is like right? one of the top 100 movies on the sight and sound list. Like. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. All right. Number 10 clipping right along. Kind of. I feel like kind we're going of. really fast, but also not going fast. Also all. not. <laughs> yeah. Uh, number 10 eternal sunshine of the spotless mind oh versus Midsommar. Kind of would be an interesting double pairing. That would be um, a really interesting double pairing. Uh, oh, dude. I mean, I love Midsommar, but like Gondry in Eternal Sunshine. I mean, yeah. like, that movie is a masterpiece. That movie is incredible. I, it's so bizarre because everyone talks about Midsommar so much. Oh, it's it's also a masterpiece. And it's incredible, but, like, but Eternal Sunshine is just one of those movies that like just... yeah was part of everybody. Yeah. yeah. It cuts through and it gave us a side of Jim Carrey that we'd never seen. Yeah. And it's gotta be eternal sunshine. Yeah. It's gotta be. God, this wow. is pain. Midsom- <laughs> Midsommar. Also one of those ones that I was like, this will, oh, dude, all, right. all these ones that I'm like, this is my shit getting knocked it's out. True. First. It's true. We're going to get down to, yeah, it's going to be crazy. Um, I'm so interested to see what wins. It's going to be crazy. I have. Yeah. Uh, all right. Number 11. Here we go. Moneyball versus oh. Kill Bill. Oh my God. This one fucking hurts. That's terrible. That's awful. So 2011 Moneyball, Brad Pitt, Jonah Hill back again mm-hmm. uh, versus Kill Bill, though. I mean, is, it's Kill Bill. It is Kill Bill. And I, I will say also, we talked about Lord of the Rings. I also consider both yeah. kill bills as like yeah totally one and two like tarantino <laughs> i think he considers it one um yeah i mean i love moneyball but kill bill is a it's i i'm having a hard time with this one i i've watched kill bill i've watched kill bill a couple times i watch moneyball endlessly i know i've seen moneyball way more moneyball is way more accessible i feel like and if we're talking, and I don't know if this is fair to qualify, but if we're talking about Tarantino movies, there's going to be other Tarantino movies in play here. You're right. And Moneyball is like, it's one of those movies that is so accessible to people who don't care anything mm-hmm. about sports. And it's Sorkin dialogue, so you're getting like the and best it gave of what us, you've got. it gave us Jonah Hill as a serious actor. It did. It did, which yeah. led to everything that he's done. It's mo- You got to do Moneyball. Okay. It's Moneyball. All right. Weird. God, pain. Kill Bill was uh, like one of the ones that I added to the list because I was like, I that movie is incredible. It's um, unreal. But here we go. Um, on to number 12. Yeah. There Will Be Blood versus Short Term 12. <sighs> I mean, it's There Will Be Blood, but like, fuck yeah. that. Yeah. That's terrible. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that fucking sucks. <laughs> that is one of your top four on Letterboxd, right? It was for a while. I just switched him around yesterday, but like, yeah, it's one of my favorite movies ever. Like, um, that sucks. But of course, it's there will be blood. Of course, it's there will be blood. That was the one, dear listener, at the top when I was like, there are some like higher tier movies that we're going to run into on this. Yeah. That's one of them. Yeah. There will be blood is just a higher tier movie than than some other stuff here. Um, It sucks that it comes up against short term 12, but. But there you go. go. We knew this was going to be pain. (laughs) Oof. All right. On to number 13. 
the co- here it is the conjuring <laughs> 2013 versus lord of the rings i mean like it's, i haven't seen the conjuring but like come at me bro it's definitely not the conjuring okay <laughs> <laughs> i love the conjuring movies but like lord of the rings like what the fuck are we talking about yeah lord of the rings in turn any like argument you're gonna make against it is is wild yeah yeah um, still watch the conjuring but like lord of the rings is you know undeniable yes, yes. um there we go. All right. I'm glad we got that one kind of like, yeah, I don't want to say yeah. out of the way, but well, it'll, it'll in, be in a good, in a good bracket that it's easy to be like, th- th- yeah, exactly. Um, exactly. Next round. Number 14, almost famous versus the act of killing. That's weird, dude. Cause That's I've never seen weird. almost famous and you've and never I've seen, never the, seen act the act of killing. Of killing. So act of killing, <laughs> uh, only documentary on our list. Yes. I will say, um, I did do a little bit of research on the act of killing, um, and yeah. I feel pretty comfortable seeding this one to act of killing. Okay. Okay. Uh, okay. Because Almost Famous is an incredible movie, and I mean, from what I've seen of the act of killing, it's like that's a way more. I saw it like five times in different film classes in college. It yeah. is a life changer. It is like one of those like this yeah. is like real life david fincher like not david fincher but like there's something about it where you get to the last frame and you're like oh god damn that just ripped me to shreds so whereas like almost famous i do love and every time i watch it i get back into like 70s 60s music (laughs) um but i will seed that one um as much as it hurts damn okay Um, can't i don't know what that's gonna go up against yeah yeah we'll see damn um it's interesting i would say for listeners at home i'm hitting the timer about maybe 60 percent of the time <laughs> but i don't think we're going wildly long on i don't think so either I it's weird because i have to click on the dock and then click on the timer and then click on the dock but right exactly um, and i'm mostly overwhelmed by what you're seeing choice. when you reveal yeah. it <laughs> uh Shocked. all right round 15 here we've got mean girls versus wally that's, that's actually not fair. way that's way tougher than it should that's be. That's so hard. Mean Girls I figured would go up against something like wildly. I feel like Mean Girls is destined to go up against There Will Be Blood or something like that. Dude, but But while I mean but while, <sighs> And let's just say Pixar is represented a few times here. Um But does it get So I'm leaning Wally on this. Are you leaning I am mean too, girls? but like Mean Girls But Mean Girls dude, can't just go out without a fight. It can't like Mean Girls is something that like it's an undeniable force no matter who you talk to about it. Like it's yeah. one of those things. And I know everybody loves Wally, but Mean Girls is like but mean it Girls should is... be one of the top 100 movies of the year. And it's or, or in the, that same vein century. as 40 year old virgin of like it was a defining comedy. Oh, man, Mean Girls. It still is. out Wally. It still is. Yeah. Yeah. Wild. Wild. That's crazy. That's not fair. Uh, it's going to be horrifying when that ends up against like the act of killing or something like that. Um, here we go. On to 16. <laughs> this is tough. Melancholia versus Get Out. Get out. Uh, Melancholia from 2011. That's the um, Von uh, Trier. Von Trier. Kirsten Dunst. Kirsten Dunst. I couldn't remember her name. Uh, movie. And then Get Out. Jordan Peele's. Yeah. Like. <laughs> yeah. That's got to be Get Out, right? It's got to be Get Out. I love Melancholia, and it's one of the Von Trier movies that you can actually sit down and watch. But like, Get Out, like, (laughs) how can we not? Get Out is is such a bigger impact, and that's why I was like, I'm okay with Nope not making it because Get Out is going to make it. Get Out's going to do it. Yeah, yeah. 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 (laughs) 
Um, all right, on to 17. We're clipping right along, clipping right along. 17, The Departed oh, and fuck Training off. Day. 2006, I mean, like, The Departed, Martin Scorsese's <laughs> like top tier thing, and then Training Day with it's, Denzel. I mean, it's The Departed, but like, fucking, I love Training Day. <sighs> That's one of those ones you don't want to see. That's one you of don't. those. Like, The Departed, again, clearly one of those top tier ones that's going to push yeah. through, but Training Day. Train is such an time. incredible movie. Oh my god! Top tier Denzel. I will say, let's pause for just a second and qualify our dear listeners. Uh, we will put this whole thing on Letterboxd, our top one hundred list. Yeah, I yeah. will say the top probably like sixteen will be in like a good order, but mm-hmm. like the rest of like don't take our order as gospel for one to no. one hundred because Training Day deserves to be so much yeah. higher than it's going to end up being on that. Yes. Being out in the first round is not good. Yes. But all these movies deserve to get out of the first round. <laughs> all right, here we go. On to 18. Ooh. Clipping right along. Anchorman versus Pirates of the Caribbean. These are good matchups. That's a really good matchup. That's a tough call because Pirates of the Caribbean changed fucking everything. It changed everything. But so and did it's a Anchorman. good movie. I yeah. know. And it's like, but which one changed more and for the better or for the worse? Like, I could argue that, like, Pirates changed everything, but maybe not for the better because this was like new age franchise. Let's make seven. Well, yeah, of this them. is one of the early like here's this. I mean, this is 2003. This is a pre. Right. This is like here comes a brand new massive franchise that's going to be around forever. Right. Um, Billion dollar have, franchise where we only have two Anchorman. <sighs> I don't have a good answer to this one. Usually with these, I've been leaning one way or the other off the bat. But here I'm like, I, I don't know. I know. And if we take Anchorman out, is there a feral that gets through? I mean. True. True. <sighs> I mean, is there a depth that gets through? Is there a depth? I mean, no. But, um, <laughs> dude, I don't know. All right, I got, don't know. That's our timer. We got to call it. I'm saying pirates. Okay. Let's do pirates. All right. That's crazy. That's crazy. That's really wild. That's so hard. <laughs> wow. That one hurts. That one that hurts more hurt. than it should. These all hurt that hurts more either than way, they though. <laughs> that one hurts both it's ways. It's true. So like, it's true. That's just brutal. Um. All yeah. right. On to nineteen. Here we go. The nice guys from 2016 versus Logan from 2017. Another that's, good pairing. That's Logan, though. I mean, it is Logan, but like, that's, that's a good Logan. pairing. That's a the great nice pairing. guys is great. The nice guys, <laughs> Shane Black. That's a great movie. Yeah. But like Logan. Logan is I think arguably a better movie and arguably like yeah. a bigger just impact of like what happens Dude, in comic book movies now. 100%. It changed everything. Yeah. All right. On to 20. Clipping right along. Coming up towards the end of the uh, the first round here. So stick with us, dear listeners. Yes. Uh, we're, yes. We're cruising yes. right along. Cloverfield from 2008 <laughs> versus The Babadook from 2014. So this is one of the ones I haven't seen. I haven't seen the Babadook. Um, most of the ones I haven't yeah. seen are horror based. Uh, yeah, yeah. And this is exactly what we predicted. Where I'm going to throw down on Cloverfield right now. You got to convince me to let the Babadook through. I'm not going to. I think Cloverfield. Okay. <laughs> I think Cloverfield makes sense. I I do. I think that Cloverfield had much more of an impact on the culture and still does have an impact on the culture. The Babadook, I think, is a better movie than Cloverfield, but it was small. You know, yeah. it, it didn't really change much. Jennifer Kent is a fantastic filmmaker, but like Cloverfield is like, you say that immediately people are like, oh, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And spawned a franchise. What are there? Three or four Cloverfield 
movies? At I want to say three, at least three. Yeah. At least three. Yeah. Um, which is crazy. Yeah. All right. Number 21. Here we go. Ooh. Spider-Man <sighs> Into the Spider-Verse 2018 versus Bridesmaids 2011. That is, that's actually pretty tough because Bridesmaids like is one of the only good comedies that came out of the 2010s like yeah. truly good and spider-verse is like an undeniable like feat of animation and storytelling yeah. like i just i feel like I'm, it's it's <laughs> as much as i love bridesmaids i know it's gotta be spider-man like bridesmaids is like incredible comedy yeah but spider-man is more incredible animation it's um, unbelievable yeah it's gotta be spider-verse oh, wow that's crazy Wow. It's all like right. the choice you never want to make. <laughs> it's true. It's, all of these are the choice. We knew this was going to happen. I know. This like, is what we said the, the four up. times we tested this, it was like, oh, yeah, look at these horrifying comparisons yeah. that we have to make. <laughs> look what I'm going to have to do to myself. All right. 22. Here we go. Right. Let's do it. Ocean's Eleven 2001 versus Inside <gasps> Lewin Davis 2013. This is really bad because, like, Lewin <laughs> Davis is, like, one of my favorite movies, but, like, nobody cares about it. Yeah. And Ocean's Eleven is like one of the most important franchises of the 2000s. Yeah. Like, I feel like it has to be Oceans, even I, though I, I think too. Lewin Davis is better. Yeah. There's... I mean, I mean, Ocean's Eleven is phenomenal. Yeah. <laughs> like. Yeah. In at no point in any of this are we saying that any of these movies no. are bad, dear listener. Um, no. But I, yeah, it's got to be Ocean's Eleven, man. It has to. Like, ugh, that sucks, though. I know. It's weird that there's ones that I'm actively rooting like against. I know. I know. That I'm like, I love Ocean's Eleven. I watch Ocean's Eleven probably once a year. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. it's a good, really good puzzle movie. Yeah. You dude. know, you want to do puzzle, you put on the Ocean's movies. Um, yes. But that that sucks. Um, That's terrible. All right. 23. <laughs> here we go. <laughs> Whip. Oh, God. Oh, fuck you. This is terrible. These should be both be in the. So Whiplash. From 2014 versus Parasite from 2019. That's I mean, the most to me, brutal one so far. It's Parasite, but like you, you but like I, I almost it's wish Parasite, I didn't even put Whiplash down. <laughs> it's Parasite, but like Whiplash would beat out so many of the things that have already made it through. Whiplash would crush Cloverfield. Oh, it obliterated. Like, not even a And question. honestly, not going to lie, probably Ocean's Eleven, too. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, that's ah, so... That. This is, like, designed against us. That's terrible. And it's, it's just, got, it's like, it's completely random. There's a whole nother round here that still has ones we haven't seen yet. This is, oh my this God. is crazy. So it's Parasite. Oh, it's Parasite, God. but, like, I don't feel good about it. <sighs> that hurts. <sighs> All right, 24. Oh, No. no. 24 this is the worst one by far the dark knight 2008 versus the social network 2010 that i don't know how we possibly make this decision that's a coin flip that's a i can't say i can't eliminate either of these that's wrong that's the first one that i'm like that's wrong those should be up against each other in the final round. This is we get. This is what we get for not oh doing like God. seeds. I know, I know, but this is also what makes it interesting. All right, like, so clocks ticking. Here we go. Um, Dark Knight, Social Network. I, oh God, 
I don't it's even crazy. know where to begin. I mean, oh my god, um, just dead silence on the pod as we're like, <laughs> I, I don't know. But, I don't know. This might be like the hardest decision I've had to make. <laughs> um, five seconds. I, I, I mean, like, I, I want to say the Dark Knight because, like, yeah, because it's the. But dark I can't. Knight. But the Social Network's like the best movie of the like the century. But like the Dark Knight, it can't not make the second round. That's fucked up. <sighs> Fuck it. We should just end this podcast now. Right now, <laughs> that's our hundred episode. We, we had a whole plan <laughs> and then we just bailed because it sucked. I. I think it has to be. I think it has to be the Dark Knight. I mean, I, I think it has to be too, but. Damn, like, this hurts. But like that's the worst thing I've ever seen in my whole life. That's that's like that was planned against us. Something's going on here. That's, that's that should never have happened. Wild. <laughs> oh my god. I can't believe we just did that. Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> All right. On oh to 25. God. Okay. All right. It takes just a second here to recover because like, hey, look at the social network just not advancing right now. Like not making it past the f- like. I wish I watched basketball, like college basketball more. So I just like make a comparison of like, oh, look at it being like, <laughs> you know, Clemson just. But I have no idea. So oh. here we go. Uh, 25 Phantom Thread 2017 versus Hero 2002. So Phantom Thread, uh, P.T. Anderson movie. Uh, hero, uh, a Jet Li um, kung fu movie from the early two thousands, which is good, which is great, it is really yeah. good. I, I mean, you've never seen Phantom Thread. I, I haven't seen Phantom Thread. No, but it's PTA and Daniel Day Lewis, and he, and Hero <laughs> is one of those ones that I kind of like added on because I love that movie. But like in terms of an impact yeah. and that kind of thing, I don't really know. Um, but like also both of these like don't deserve to be on here more than the social more network. More than the social fucking network. So. All right, so Phantom Thread goes through. Oh my god, dude! I'm not having fun anymore. <laughs> no, this is no. <laughs> this is. <laughs> Um, all right. I didn't, I didn't think this would turn into just like a mental like test of our capacity to handle this list. Um, in 30 seconds, no less. 26. Here we go. The Grand Budapest Hotel versus Enter the (laughs) Void. I haven't seen Enter the Void, so convince me. Um, I mean, no. Enter the Void is great. It's a very interesting acid trip of a movie that's beautifully shot, beautifully made. But I mean, Grand Budapest Hotel is better. Yeah. All right. 27. (sighs) So I don't like the King's speech as much as you do. So this will be more. This will be more of a. So, okay, it's the King's speech from 2010 versus Inglorious Bastards from 2009 which yeah the king speech is one of my favorite movies of all time I know. of all time best picture winner best picture winner best uh actor for colin firth um yeah yeah no joke but inglorious bastards is it, this could be the best movie of the yeah like <laughs> i i'm like i don't know what we're gonna i don't i don't want to like spoil it but like what can go yeah, up against yeah. or inglorious bastards it's gonna like offset it i don't know if it's not the king speech and it's not the social network i know it's tough man i swear to god if this comes down to like the dark knight and inglorious bastards i'm gonna i mean i'm gonna laugh um 
All right, 28. Correctly. We only got a few more in this first round, and then we'll take a little break and, like, recover. Yes, um, yes, literally. Not, we'll take a break in the pod. Like, we're not going to, like, have an intermission or something. No, um, no. But uh, 28. Drive my car versus Brokeback Mountain. Ooh, that's, that's a really interesting one. So Drive My Car, the uh, Best Picture nominee from 2022, mm-hmm. uh, three-hour Japanese movie, I believe, Yeah. Uh, versus Brokeback Mountain, Ang Lee's, uh, for lack of a better term, gay cowboy movie. Literally, yeah. Um, as much as I love Drive My Car, and I think it is probably a better movie than Brokeback Mountain, I mean, Brokeback Mountain is like one of those it's, American it's, classics. Yeah. Like, that's just important and well made and well acted and um you know and well crafted yeah it's yeah. weird because again i'm like struggling with the i've watched this more recently yeah thing mm-hmm. um but yeah i think it's got to be broke i think mountain. it has to be broke back mountain yeah. yeah dear dear listener at home i am changing my timer here from 30 seconds to 20 seconds because I feel like it's usually about 10 seconds in that I'm remembering to start the timer. So perfect. <laughs> so there we go. Uh, number 29. Here we go. Clipping right along. Oh, all right. So everything I, I'm, we, we keep seeing them and I have to remember to, I know to what say them is. out. So, uh, the biggest movie of the year, everything, everywhere, all at once versus the, Tom Cruise Edge of Tomorrow. I mean, I like, like Edge of Tomorrow a lot, but yeah. like, come on. Come yeah. on. <laughs> weirdly, weirdly kind of almost similar in terms of their like concept. Yeah. Oh, um, absolutely. But everything yeah. everywhere clearly takes that one. Edge of Tomorrow totally. is a really good movie. Emily Blunt, yeah. like yes. incredible action actress, but yeah. Yeah, everything everywhere goes for. Um <laughs> this is one of those things I'm like, could everything everywhere on seat glorious bastards i don't know here we go um let's hope we never have to let's find out hope it doesn't get there yeah uh number 30 ex machina versus oh, avatar so i knew this was going to be one of those ones that was tough for you um i mean ex machina i've spoken about a lot on the podcast one of my favorite movies ever versus avatar one of the most important movies ever i mean like not gonna lie I'm kind of leaning ex machina on this. Are you? Because I would happily push it through. <laughs> I, I kind of am because Avatar, incredibly technological, you know, and yeah. incredibly like tech, incredibly technological, incredibly important <laughs> technologically. Yeah. Um, and incredibly massive at the box office. But like, yeah, yeah, yeah. If we're comparing movie quality, which is not the metric we've used on a lot of these, but like, no, no. When these two, I'm like, ex machina is. A better it's a, movie. It's a better movie. Yeah. 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 Uh, I will, similar themes too. Again. Um, yeah. Yeah. I will let, I will gladly push Ex Machina through and unseat Avatar in the first round. Wow. Again. Wow. Let's fucking go. Iron Man Alex and Garland. Avatar not making it through. That's wild. That's crazy. That's crazy. Um, all right. 31. We've got just a few more in this round. Stick with us, dear listeners. Yes. Ooh, okay, so Ooh. round 31 is Birdman from 2014, uh, the Michael Keaton movie, versus Traffic from 2000. So That's really I've never hard. seen Traffic. I haven't Soderberg, seen Traffic right? in a very long time. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Yeah, Soderbergh. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Incredible. Um, that's a tough call. I mean, I feel like this is a very apt comparison. I feel like these movies are yeah. kind of in the same tier. Sure. Um, oh, mm, okay. I feel like I feel like Birdman's got to take this. If, if that's if, what I was thinking. Yeah. I mean, you know, I'm like. I want to defend traffic and be like, yeah, like traffic's incredible. Like, you know, yeah, but which it is, but <laughs> which it is. And Birdman is also incredible. And I think there are more incredible movies on this list. Mm-hmm. Um, But I think Birdman triumphs over traffic. Okay. 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 <sighs> 32. Here we go. Here we go. Jackass two <laughs> versus in Bruges. Come oh, at that's me, Josh. hilarious. I mean, I can't. I love Jackass too, and I think that you should all watch it. Um, but in Bruges, like, is is an actual movie first and foremost. <laughs> um, you know, um, and it brought together Gleason and Farrell. I mean, yeah. what what, what can be McDonough. better than that? And McDonough, like, yeah. come on. I mean, yeah, yeah, top tier. <laughs> yeah, um, truly. All right, thirty three. Ooh, Scott Pilgrim versus the World, 2010, <laughs> versus Moonlight, 2016. I mean, like, Scott Pilgrim is awesome, and I love it to death. But yeah. like, Moonlight, like again, one of the best movies. But Moonlight is ever just made, like, like such. It's it's like next level again. Another best picture winner. Like you put a yeah. best picture winner that's deserving of it over yeah. Scott Pilgrim. It's like. It's not fair. It's just literally not fair. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, Scott um, Pilgrim is an incredible movie, but it, it it's got to be. Like, it's got to be Moonlight. It, it it has to be. As yeah. much as that, like, honestly hurts me. But I know, I know. <laughs> All right, here we go. Thirty-four. Master and Commander versus Fish Ooh. Tank. Oh. So I haven't seen Fish Tank. I know. And I love Master and Commander, but I will also put it in that same vein of kind of like traffic where it's like it's a really good movie, but it's not necessarily top tier. Right. And the thing is, to me, Fish Tank is in that higher tier of filmmaking that it's like and I love I mean, Master and Commander, I think, was one of my recommendations. Like, I love Master and Commander, but as a movie like Master and Commander is a blockbuster to me. And like Fish Tank is this like really intimate genuine portrait of something real um i would love to push fish tank through but i'll leave it to you (laughs) so uh i have a hard time because i think master and commander gets saddled with that a lot where it's like oh here's a big blockbuster thing but it's really not it's actually a really quiet i know uh really quiet character study it is but i'll let it go i'll i'll put fish tank through Um, okay you speak. I, I trust your taste in movies, I guess. So, all right. Final <laughs> two of the first in. round. Here we go. Number 35, 28 Days Later versus Minority Report. Both from Ooh. 2022. No, both from 2002. 2002. Uh, wow. First time that's happened. But yeah. <sighs> I mean, like, it's tough because you've got Spielberg in the mix, yeah. but you also have Danny Boyle. And to be honest, like, 28 Days Later has informed everything to do with zombies since oh, then. Yeah. But Minority Report, like, also has informed everything like since sci-fi then. Like, sci-fi since then. Yeah. <laughs> you like, know? Um, oh, this one's brutal. I mean, I'm leaning Minority Report. I personally, like, enjoy Danny Boyle a little bit less than some other 
I know directors. Um, yeah, especially you um, know Steven Spielberg. Totally. You know, let's do Minority Report because okay. I don't know Spielberg's even on this list again. So that's like, true. That's true. Yeah. Um, I think there's one other one without spoiling with uh, another Spielberg in there, but gotcha that gotcha. I can think of anyway. Uh, all right, last one of round one, and then we'll <clears throat> decompress for a second. And pff, yes, uh, we've got the curious case of Ooh. Benjamin Button versus Lost in Translation. <sighs> so I'm not a huge Benjamin Button guy. I like it because it's a good movie because mm. it's fucking Fincher. Yeah. But I, to me, I far prefer Lost in Translation to Benjamin Button. But I, I don't, you know, I will be swayed. I'm happy to be swayed. I don't know that I have an argument to sway you from that. Mm. I think if you were to put these two movies in front of me and say, which one do you want to watch right now? I think I would yeah. hit Benjamin Button first. Mm. But that literally might just be a result of I've seen Lost in Translation a bunch. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> interesting. Yeah, I'll, I'll, let's go Lost in Translation. Okay, fuck yeah. Benjamin Button was one of those ones I was like, that might stick through a little bit. Um, I know, because it's a good movie. just bad day for Fincher, man. I know, I know, like, dude. I, I, all right. I don't even, yeah. <laughs> so that is our first round. It only took us, well, it took us a while. Um, well, 40-ish minutes. Yeah, but the rounds get shorter from now. On. They do. Stick with us, dear listeners. Yes, Big things to take away from the first round. Um, fuck that one round with the, you know. <laughs> fuck a couple of these Whiplash rounds, but... and Par- Parasite, Dark Knight, and yeah. Social Network. Yeah. King's Speech, Inglorious Bastards. And we both took some personal hits here, for yeah. sure. Yeah. <laughs> like some big ones. <laughs> well, there are also a couple here that I was like, I thought that would be in like the Sweet 16 at least. And here we are just... I know, knocking it right out. Not so much. No, it's it's so it's so weird looking through what we've done and being like, like they're they're not all on the same level. It's gonna no. be weird. No, um, they're not. <laughs> all right, shall we move on to round let's, two? Let's do it. Uh, in celebration of episode yes. one hundred, I am popping a bottle of champagne. <laughs> there we As go. you should. As Hopefully should that go. didn't just completely peak my. Uh, my levels, but say <laughs> whatever. And hopefully, I'm still coherent at the end here. Um, <laughs> Drink the whole bottle. All right, <clears throat> all right. So, a brutal first round. Absolutely brutal. Um, just as a recap, as we roll into round two, there are 32 rounds to go here. 28 of those will involve new movies. There are 28 mm-hmm. movies that have yet to be seen on the list. Um, So they will be paired with movies that made it through to the second round already. So four of them will be pairs uh, that we've already seen. Yes. Four of them will have no surprises whatsoever. The rest will have one new movie. So, all right, we're rolling into round 37. So this is the first in the second round. I'm Mm -hmm. going to just continue with the numbers that we've been doing. Uh, because I won't remember how to do the math when we get right <laughs> deeper into it. Exactly. So, first bracket of round two, number 37. Bright Star from 2009 Ooh. versus Interstellar, which made it in from the first round. And you've never seen Bright Star. And I've never seen um, Bright Star. God, And Interstellar really... is a pitch 
to to make against. I know, I know, and I don't know that I can because like cultural significance and kind of I mean, I think Bright Star is a better film than Interstellar, but in mm-hmm. terms of like what it means, what it meant for the McConaughey, what it meant for Nolan as being like a filmmaker yeah. that people really take seriously and being to be quite honest, one of my top 3 favorite Nolan films is it's like how do you it pains me. I love yeah. Eugene Campion, but I think Interstellar has to get through here. Like yeah. I just tough. Bright Star is better, but Interstellar is way more important. Tough. Way more important. Yeah. Um All right. On to round 38. Oh. Uh this is going to be a, a full pairing that we've already seen, so let the the brutality commence. We have yes. Memories of a Murder from 2017 versus Drive from 2011. <sighs> Um, again, recap, I haven't seen Memories of a Murder. Yes. Uh, sorry, Memories of Murder. Um, I mean... But I could be convinced. It's so weird because they're similar movies, too, about what they're about in regard, in sure. like some regards. I mean, I far prefer Memories of Murder as a film to drive. I just think, I mean... Okay. It's Bong Joon-ho, and I yeah. love Nick Reffin, and I think his trilogy of films that he did with Ryan Gosling is truly something special. But Bong Joon-ho, man. Like, yeah, it's it's tough to, it's tough to fight against that. <laughs> it's hard. Um, all right, so there we go. Uh, mm-hmm. On to the next round, 39. Uh, we've got Moon from Ooh. 2009 <laughs> versus The 40-Year-Old Virgin, which came in from the first round. <sighs> I love Moon. I also love Moon. Duncan Jones, Sam Rockwell. Sam I was Rockwell. just telling my wife about this movie right before we recorded because that was the one she's like, I don't even know what that movie is. And I was like, oh my God, you don't know what Moon is? You guys need to watch Moon. Um, like Moon is a better film than The 40-Year-Old Virgin. Yeah, it's weird because part of me is like, I wish we had better defined what our like rubric on this was. <laughs> But also I don't because this is like yeah. what it's all about in the moment. I feel like it's got to be the 40 year old virgin. Me too. But like, I, I hate that is amazing. I hate it. But God, it's got to be the 40 year old virgin. Um, That's crazy. Is it? Is it or is it moon? Are we putting the 40 year old virgin through because it's so popular? I mean, yes, literally. Yes. Moon is a better film than the 40-year-old virgin. Like I think Moon's no... got this. I think we Yeah. Yeah. As weird as it is, and even though I already clicked the box, I'm like, I'm unclicking this box yeah. right now. Like Moon it's is Moon. Is... Wow. Let's do it. All right. Let's do it. There Let's we rock go. And roll. <laughs> Let's see what it's gotta go up against in the next round. Uh so round 40, here we go. We've got Catch Me If You Can from 2002. That was the other Spielberg one I knew was coming. Uh, versus Argo coming in from the first round. Um, both travel movies. Both, <laughs> I suppose. Yes. Uh, um, I mean, that's tough. That is that is actually really tough. I also just I thought of another movie that totally deserves to be on this list that we didn't put on this list. But shout oh, out to Big Lebowski. Oh yeah, yeah, oh yeah. yeah. Not on the list. That but was, that was like on it. my long, long list. Um, um, dude, I really don't. No, I love Catch Me If You Can, but like. I have never had a more visceral reaction to a movie, I think, than Argo. Yeah, yeah. Um, But Catch Me If You Can is pretty damn near perfect. 
Catch Me If You Catch Me If You Can is top for me at least top five Spielberg. It it, it literally is though. Um, Young Leo, like And then just dude, like forty five other fucking yeah, A list actors, you know. Dude, let's put Catch Me If You Can through. Let's do it. I like Argo a lot, but I'm not a, the biggest fan of Argo. Like, I think it's good, but sure. like, I'm not okay. watching Argo. I'll rewatch Catch Me If You Can tonight. It, you, like, so here's the thing. You saying, like, I'm not the biggest fan pulls it down enough in my book to, like, hmm. put Catch Me If You Because I'm, like, sitting here, like, I think Argo is better. Yeah, but, like, yeah. if we're talking, like, this is, like, we have to come to this decision as a team. Yep. Then, like, Ar- if you're, like, oh, argue Argo not so much, then, yeah, Catch Me If You Can takes the cake. There we go. Rock and roll. Wow. All right. Best picture knocked out. Um, there you go. Moving on to round 41. Here we go. Uh, just for reference, dear listener, we're going to get to round 68 in this in this round. Yes. Um, I said a lot of numbers at the top, but we're going from 41 <laughs> right now to 68, and then we'll pause and reflect again. Um, yes. And these rounds will get faster and faster, we promise. Yes. Uh, so round 41, Arrival versus Mad Max Fury Road. <sighs> This was the other one. I was like, I know this is still coming. Um, yeah, that's really, really tough, man. That's real. So Mad Max Fury Road coming in from round one versus Denise Villeneuve's Arrival. I mean, it's weird because Arrival is like top three Denise. Like, yeah. easy. Maybe number one. It could be number one. Like, it literally mm-hmm. could be his best film. Yeah. But Mad Max Fury Road could be frank miller's best film like yeah see i'm very leaning arrival i am too but like because fury road yeah i mean arrival is in my letterbox top four i know um i know like so is king speech that got eliminated so uh let's do arrival it's gotta be arrival yeah as like these are just gonna get more and more brutal so like strap in but like i know (laughs) it's gotta it's gotta be arrival we ripped the Band-Aid off already, so now I think we're ready to make those it's decisions. It's true. It's true. We've we've already had to do the worst ones possible with The Dark Knight and Social Network. So That's going to make people uh, fucking um, mad. <laughs> we're not trying to make anyone mad, dear listener. Uh, 42. Here we go. Keeping the train going. Uh, I keep making these notes of like, here we are. Keeping on, keeping on. Hey, oh. Uh, 42. Requiem Ooh. for a Dream. From 2000, just making the cutoff, versus yeah. adaptation coming in from round one. That's a weird one. That's a super weird one. I mean, like, I think Requiem is probably a better film. Requiem is one of those. One that I like. Requiem <laughs> is one of those incredible movies that I never want to watch again. But it's like a undeniable. You have to watch this movie yeah. before you die. Yeah. But does it? But does that push it through? Like I'll throw at again adaptation. I'll throw it on after this. Like I love that movie. Um, I feel like as weird as so Requiem is one of those ones that I was like, this has to be on the list because yeah. it is one of the most like incredible movies of the twenty first right. century. But like, man, if I had to rank these in like order, yeah, Requiem would not be high on the list. I know, and I think adaptation would beat it out. Adaptation for the win. Though. There it goes. That's crazy. I mean, not it's not crazy. They're both like phenomenal. Yeah. But like. Yeah. All right. 43. Here we go. Ooh. The Wolf of Wall Street Ooh. versus Superbad coming in from the first round. Two Jonah Hills. Um, Two Jonah Hills. Two very different Jonah Hills. <laughs> very different. Um, 
I mean, that's got to be the Wolf of Wall Street, it's, right? It has to be. It like, I hate be. it, but like, it. That's one of those ones. Just like it's a yeah, it's a masterpiece by a master. Exactly, and like late, late stage. Like yeah. he's. It's yeah. got to be Wolf. It's not like we're pushing up against like you know Mean Streets or something like that. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Like Mean Streets versus Superbad. I'm like, mm. that's an interesting conversation, but Wolf of Wall it Street is, is just Wolf, too perfect of a film. Come on. Yeah. Um, all right. 44. Here we go. Punch Drunk Love Ooh. versus Portrait of a Lady on Fire coming in from round one. So Punch Drunk Love is PT, right? It is. PT Anderson. It is. With Sandler um, and with like. With Adam Sandler. Yeah. I mean, it's it's weird because like I like Punch Drunk Love a lot. I might even love it, but like it's not my favorite PTA. True, true. And Portrait is like one of those. How the hell did you make this film? This is like a true masterpiece. But I here's so I haven't seen Portrait of a Lady on Fire. I have seen Punch Drunk Love, but I'm not necessarily going to bat for Punch Drunk Love right now. Okay, okay, because I think I think it, this has to be Portrait of a Lady on Fire. Yeah, like okay. if that makes it to the final four, I'm totally okay with that. Like yeah. it's one of those movies. Yeah. Um, all right, forty-five. Here we go. Collateral versus <laughs> Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. That is freaking impossible. Mike Mann <laughs> coming in. Another here's a here's the same year pairing, two thousand four. Yeah. Um, um, Eternal Sunshine versus Michael Mann's Collateral. <sighs> Dude, I love Collateral, but I, it's got to be Eternal Sunshine. It right? has to be Eternal Sunshine. Oh, that's terrible. That sucks. That's tough. <laughs> collateral is amazing. That's tough. It might be one of my favorite Tom Cruise's. Like, oh, oh, it's Tom Cruise is incredible in that movie. Jamie Foxx oh, is incredible. Jamie in Foxx, yeah. And that that introduced us to mainstream Javier Bardem too. It did. Um, Ooh. That Shout out works. Collateral, but not enough to unseat Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Yeah. Um, wow. Wow. All right. Uh, coming into 46, <laughs> this one is, I think, about to be brutal. Yeah. Uh, 2011's oh, Moneyball versus There Will Be Blood. Uh, these are both coming in. This is one of the both coming in from round one. This one hurts, but like this is so There Will Be Blood is to me. Number one, Paul Thomas Anderson. Yeah. Like this is. Yeah. I mean, we were just talking about Punch on Glove and it's like. Yeah. You know, that's like, a great movie, is, but it, it, this is top tier. And I love, I mean, Moneyball is way more watchable than There Will Be Blood to me. Yeah. Like that's the weird thing is I'm like, it, I'm trying in my head desperately to make an argument for Moneyball. I know. And it's just not there. It's not there. I want it it's so badly, be, but it's just not there. It's got to be There it's Will Be Blood. It's got to be There Will Be Blood. Wow. <sighs> Brutal. God. All right. Absolutely I think, brutal. No, not yet. Okay. I was going to say, I think my entire top four on Letterboxd is eliminated at this point, but <laughs> Arrival's still kicking. Um, all right. Here we go. Number 47. Z- Zodiac. Oh, from 2007 versus Lord of the Rings coming in from round one. I mean, that's like you lose either way. You literally lose either way. I mean, yeah. Zodiac is like... Fincher in versus the 2000s. Yeah. It is Fincher's like that's that's his masterpiece from the 2000s but like The Lord of the Rings as a trilogy is like 
like <laughs> this is hard because it, I don't know how to explain this, but I'm like, I look at these two and I'm like, these are entirely different. Like these don't, you can't have a conversation about these movies. Right. Together. No, no one would ever and pair yet, them. It's like an incredibly and different. Here, and yet here we are. Here we are. What we've done. to Thanks ourselves. a lot. Pixel splitters. Um, I mean, I feel horrible not pushing Zodiac through, but I mean, Lord of the Rings is but it's like Lord of the Rings. It's, what do you do? Yeah. God, man, I feel like it has to be Lord of the Rings, but I feel absolutely abysmal about it. Yeah. <laughs> I will say also, though, Zodiac, not Fincher's top tier. No, no. But in post 2000, that was that was social network, which has already been eliminated. <laughs> I know. I know. Which is just like. Fuck oh god me. all right so lord of the rings makes it through over zodiac um people are gonna be mad that's crazy i mean we're not really like i don't know we, we're not eliminating no, bad movie it's it's so i know it, i we did this, this is to challenging ourselves. my own perception of like what <laughs> a good movie is it's crazy yes. um all right rolling on to 48 we've got roma oh. versus the act of killing now here this is a double whammy either. for me i haven't seen either of these so I, I bow to your, uh, your knowledge. So I think, I mean, this is, this is like difficult as hell because I think the act of killing is one of those movies that like not a lot of people have seen, yeah. but is literally one of the most important and best movies of, you know, the last 23 years. Yeah. But Roma is Alfonso Cuaron's like masterpiece. And yeah. I love a lot of Cuaron films, but Roma was like, one of those they picked the best picture and it was right like roma yeah. was the best movie of that year i think it has to be roma i mean like it has to be roma which is like crazy to me but like it has to be all right roma versus lord of the rings no <laughs> no no jumping ahead josh i know but people know um, i know if you're if you're writing these down as we go at home um Ugh. please like follow us on twitter Yes. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Here we go. Round forty-nine. The worst person in the world from twenty twenty-one uh, versus Mean Girls coming in from round one. Both weirdly like a yeah like coming of age like female stories from those individual like time periods, which is yeah. interesting. Um. I mean, I think the worst person in the... We both love that movie. Yeah. I think that that's a better movie than Mean Girls is, but, like, Mean Girls, like... But it's Mean Girls. But, like, not. I'm having that same reaction, like, but it's Mean Girls, but I'm like, what does that mean? I know. Is that worth unseating worst person in the world? Like, one of our favorite movies of the year. Like, I, is it? Is it worth it? I kind of... I don't think I will ever watch... Worst person in the world again. But you'll watch Mean Girls. I like could be convinced to watch Mean Girls tonight. I know. You I know. know what I mean? Um, yeah. I hope my wife didn't hear me say that in the other room. <laughs> because I could be convinced, but I don't really want to watch Mean Girls tonight. Sure, um, sure. That's, is, I mean. Is it Mean me Girls? It's Mean Girls. It is. That's so wild. That's fucking crazy. That's so wild. Shout out Tina Fey. All right. Shout out. Clipping right along. This one could be brutal. Number 50. Oh, God. Spike Jones, her versus Get Out from 2017 coming in from the first round. So I feel better about 
pushing her out because we have adaptation in here and Spike is represented. Yeah. But I do not feel good about it. Yeah. I think Get Out. I think Get Out is has the to go movie through. Here. Yeah. But her is so damn good. Yeah. Her is oh. All right. Clipping on, clipping on. Here we go. This is 51. This you one, yeah, this one's going to hurt. I feel like we're there's only a few left that haven't come up and there's one that I know is is still coming that I'm like this could hit in a really bad time. Yeah. Uh so round 51, Marcel the shell with shoes Ooh. on versus The Departed. <laughs> what a double feature. What a double feature. Um You think damn. Marty's seen Marcel the shell? <laughs> I hope so. Um, I mean, um, this has to be the departed, but that hurts. But that Marcel is Marcel amazing. is an incredible piece of filmmaking, an incredible mental like space, I guess. Uh, yeah, to create something like that. Yeah, but the departed is. I think I it's, said this in the first round. It's like a masterpiece <laughs> by a master. Like, yeah, it's the fucking departed. Like, <laughs> although I think we were saying that about uh, Wolf of Wall Street. So, yeah, yeah. Um, just shows how fucking good Marty is. God damn it. It's crazy. It'll be interesting to look at this once we've done everything and be like, how much of this is like literally just our taste in movies? Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Which like a lot of it, I think a lot of it is. We but... came up with the list of 100. So, you know, um, totally. All right. On to 52. Uh, this is should be interesting. Oh, no. oh, all right. Oh. We've got a uh, no, not the two same franchises. year, but we've got two major franchises, Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban. I consider doing a Lord of the Rings-esque thing here and saying like Harry Potter in general, but I don't think they're as uniformly like no. celebrated or received as the Lord of the Rings. So Harry Potter and totally. the Prisoner of Azkaban versus Pirates of the Caribbean coming in from the first round. That's really tough because what is it? That's Gore really Verbinski tough. versus uh, Alfonso Cuaron there. Cuaron, yeah. They're both so highly watchable too. It's true that like all of the metrics that we've baseline established on this are kind of the same. I know this is a great matchup. This um, is an incredible matchup. I'm leaning Harry Potter on this one. I kind of am too, which is crazy because I think that Pirates is a more solid movie, but like Prisoner of Azkaban made such a bigger impact on me. Yeah, and like it's part of the Harry Potter. Like, and and changed point, the trajectory for all of them, like yes. ch- and changed like the like pirates like if we're talking franchise and like impact, yeah, like pirates was really good, but like even from the second one on, it was like diminishing returns, totally. And Azkaban elevated the Harry Potter movies to a level that allowed them to continue to grow and be a bigger influence. Yeah, um, yeah. Which I Let's think is it. the most cohesive argument I've made thus far this episode. So, <laughs> And I totally buy. I mean, I completely agree. Yeah. It's so Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban. Wow. Knocks out Pirates of the Caribbean. All right. Wow. 53. Here we go. Just a few more. Oh, no. Oh, God. There's a handful more. All right. Yeah. Don't keep saying that because like. <laughs> All right. Yeah. I'll just keep just rolling on to the next one. So 53. Yeah, we'll Here going. we go. We've got the Lighthouse versus Logan Ooh. coming in from the first round. I mean, I love The Lighthouse, and I think it might be a better movie than Logan, but I don't think that that really matters, because I think that Logan... That is literally almost verbatim the thought that I had in my head. (laughs) I love that movie, but I don't know that it can stand up. Logan is is maybe the best comic book movie of all time. Logan it is, yeah. 
I think we did a, a Megapixels uh, where I was like, yeah, Logan's the best <laughs> superhero yeah. movie yeah. of all time. <laughs> yeah. Man, that one. Woo. Robert Eggers getting kicked immediately for James yeah. Mangold. Again, The Lighthouse, one that would crush a lot of movies on this list, but that's just where the we The way landed. it shakes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. Number 54. Interesting. Coming in, both coming in from first round, Cloverfield versus Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. I mean, to me, it's Spider-Man, yeah. but like, I like Cloverfield a lot. Yeah, you know? Cloverfield's no really good. Cloverfield. <laughs> Cloverfield's really good, and it's a really interesting thing. But it's it's Spider-Man. It's yeah. Into the Spider-Verse is just like yeah. next tier. Um, yeah. I hate what we've just set I, up for the next know, round, but we're I not going to say I, anything. We're not going to talk um, about it. <laughs> moving on to round fifty-five, we've got Little Women from twenty nineteen versus Ocean's Eleven. These are very opposite movies completely Um, i mean like to me it's little women i mean this is a five-star movie by greta gerwig that's unassailable and i love oceans 11 but like i would feel like i did something illegal if i chose oceans (laughs) i will say that like (laughs) i will put it this way uh the oceans 11 movie very much leans on the charisma of its cast. Yes. As opposed to like, I don't want to say talent, but like as opposed to Little Women where it's much more about the characters and the story versus like here is Brad Pitt playing lovable Brad Pitt and here is George right. Clooney playing lovable George Clooney and here is Matt Damon playing lovable Matt Damon. Right, right. And Greta's got to get through to the third round at least. Yeah, so. Greta, and it will. Like Greta, yeah. yeah, yeah. So Little Women. All right, Little Women moves on. Here we go. 56. Oh, dude. God help whoever goes up. God help us. Oh, God. Uncut <laughs> Gems. Here we got the, the same year again. We've got Uncut Gems versus Parasite coming in from the first round. If ever there was something that was going to challenge Parasite. I mean, it's, yeah, it's. <sighs> um. I will I mean, say I have much more of a visceral reaction to Uncut Gems. I know, and me too. But, but like, Parasite has way more of an impact. But Parasite, like... Parasite is a cinematic cornerstone. It is, it is. Dude, Parasite v. Whiplash, Parasite v. Uncut Gems. Like, what have we done? What I mean, have we absolutely you see, done? Yeah, yeah. So it's Parasite, I mean, right? it's Parasite. It yeah. is Parasite, but like... This is Uncut the worst, is this is the worst threat so far. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so Parasite versus Whiplash, Parasite versus Uncut Gems. And we'll and loop back in a minute. We will. Um, Jesus all right. Christ. On to 57. I guess I don't really need to be calling out the numbers at this point. but True, true. Um, on to the next round. Again, God help. <laughs> Finding Nemo from 2003 versus The Dark Knight. I Again, love I don't know Nemo. what it is about this second half of this bracket that's just like devastating. It, it it really is, because Finding Nemo might be my favorite Pixar movie. Um, uh, possibly favorite animated movie. <sighs> Dude, imagine Dark Knight doesn't make it past this round. I can't say, I can't do that. I can't, I literally can't do that. The Dark Knight beat the social network. We yeah. can't have it lose. Yeah, you can't, you can't put Finding Nemo up against the social network. No. And like, not have the social network win. Right, so you and can't like, fucking transitive the property Knight. there. So like, <laughs> yeah. you know, it's got to be the Dark Knight. But like, like if man, Social that... Network beats Nemo, then Nemo, right, yeah, 
Exactly. So it's got to be the Dark Knight. But God, damn. That's absolutely brutal. Oh, brutal. That sucks. We love you, Nemo. We literally do. <laughs> All right. 58. Here we go. Ooh. Ooh. Interesting. Spirited Ooh. Away from 2001 versus Phantom Thread coming in from the first round. I think it has to be Spirited Away, to be I, quite honest. So, yeah. As I said, I, I, I haven't seen Phantom Thread. But it, I would be hard pressed to seed that it's better than Spirited Away. I know, and Spirited Away is much more important than Phantom Thread. Yeah, is. Like, Phantom much Thread more. seems kind of. I, I feel like Phantom Thread, and again, I haven't seen it, but always had that vibe of like, here is PTA being like, I, I should make a movie this year. Totally, <laughs> and it's great. I mean, yeah, he make and it's movies, great because he's an like, incredible filmmaker. But yeah, but Spirited Away, um, Miyazaki, like. All right, 1589, here we go. Yeah, there's the one I knew was still coming. Children of Men versus the Grand Budapest Hotel. There's Alfonso Cuaron's perfect movie. There he is. Yeah. I mean, I'll defer to you. I think both of these are in a very similar, I love both of these It is very, it's... For different reasons. It's the exact same (laughs) tier. Yeah. I feel like, but incredibly different movies. Um, I have to lean children of men on this. I also have to lean children, children of men. It's brutal, but like the, the filmmaking in that movie blows me away. Not that Grand Budapest Hotel doesn't, but well, yeah. like, but children of men, like pioneered about the that long movie. shot really. Yes. And it still, um, is pa- super relevant today. Yeah. <laughs> pioneered is not a fair term, but like, but put that like, oh, this shot's going on and on and on in the, like. Yes. Zeitgeist. Totally. And kind of honed his style into something yeah. that's like, oh, that's Quaron, you know? Yeah. Wow, um, that one was brutal. Uh, brutal, yeah. Uh, <laughs> all right, here we come into uh, the next one. The Martian from 2015. Ridley Scott versus Inglorious Bastards from 2009. I mean, it's Bastards, but like The Martian is a, a wonderful. Yeah, it's Bastards, but damn. The Martian is so good. <laughs> The only maybe Ridley on here. Um, is that true? That might be true. That might be true. Because late tier Ridley is not. Yeah, it, harder to <laughs> harder to to get behind. You know. Yeah. Uh, on some stuff, but. But. Um, all right. Next up, we have. Well, I'm interested in this one. Shaun of the Ooh. Dead versus Brokeback Mountain. Early 2000s showdown. Uh, Brokeback Mountain coming in from round one versus Shaun of the Dead. This has got to be Shaun for me. I think it has to be Shaun for me too. I'm not even really sure why. But I think that like that movie... I think that movie sur- survived more. It definitely no did. No pun intended. No, um, totally, totally. Um, but like Shaun of wow. the Dead is a bigger filmic cornerstone, as I said earlier, uh, than I yeah. think Brokeback Mountain is. Totally. Which like Brokeback totally. Mountain also, but like, yeah, this is, we're getting, it's getting hard in here. Yeah. So Shaun of it's, the Dead takes it. Yes. Wow. Is that agreed? Yeah. Yeah. yeah right. Agreed. All right. I like almost, Shaun of the Dead more than Brokeback Mountain. Almost done with the, uh, the first, the second round here. Uh, and then we'll, well, I think we'll start moving pretty quick here. Um, yeah. Oh, Josh, we knew this yeah, was I know. coming. Here I know this come. was coming. I knew it. Uh, I knew it. Round 62, um, Everything Everywhere All at Once versus Ex Machina. These are two movies that I've rated five stars on Letterboxd. Yeah. Um, 
I mean, like, it pains me, but, like, it has to be everything everywhere all at once. I, I actually do think that Ex Machina is a better film than Everything Everywhere All at Once, but, like, what do you do? Ex- everything I'm pl- Everywhere okay, All I'm at playing once. devil's advocate here. Yeah, yeah. I, I also am leaning Everything Everywhere, but, like, why? Define why that has to be it over Ex Machina. It's basically because of the cultural significance. Like, at this point, you could say Ex Machina to someone and they would have no idea what you're talking about. Everything Everywhere kind of perforated every single True. tier and won every stayed award. in the stayed in the zeitgeist for a year yeah and one and then won every award yeah. and became a24's highest grossing movie of all time like it is just an unassailable like yeah you know for good for better and for worse movie you know wow. so everything everywhere unseats wow <laughs> the josh favorite of oh my Ex god machina i hate um, myself <laughs> which like hey ex machina unseated avatar like, i know Unse- I know. Not unseated, but like beat out. Avatar. But like beat out Jim um, Cameron. Yeah, crazy. Um, all right, moving on, moving on. Here we go. I'm curious about this. <laughs> Transformers <laughs> versus Birdman. Um, I mean, I can't make I can't make an argument for Transformers other than I fucking love it. Yeah, but like you know, but th- I saw Transformers was on your half of the list, right? It was. It yeah. was. I saw that and it was like that absolutely deserves to be on this list. Yeah, but, it but it's going to get crushed like pretty quick. Um, Best picture winner versus Transformers. Transformers. Yeah, versus Michael Bay at his bayest. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. So Birdman has to win that, right? Yeah, um, yeah. But shout out the first Transformers. The first one. Only That's the very first very important. One. Yeah, we are yes. not 2007. combining any of these. Yeah. Transformers is hilarious. Yeah. <sighs> All right. Just a few more in the second round here, and then we'll review. Paranormal Activity mm. versus In Bruges. Ooh. You know what's weird is Paranormal Activity had definitely a bigger overall impact than In Bruges. Yeah. But like In Bruges is undeniably a better movie than Paranormal mm-hmm. Activity ever will be. But like, what? how do you weigh that? Like, I didn't foresee Paranormal Activity making it anywhere in yeah. this bracket. But it's not not a conversation. I feel like Paranormal Activity unexpectedly hit a vein. Yes. That's unexpectedly hit a vein that struck a chord with audiences. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Striking. Yeah. Um, and like has had an impact in that. But like if we're talking. Like, impr- is I mean, that it is impact in- more than like Martin McDonough becoming mainstream? No, it's definitely in Bruges, okay. like on a lot of different metrics. But I'm glad we got paranormal activity in here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it deserves it again. Fucking like same thing as milestone. Transformers. Yeah, it deserves to be in the, in the list. That could have been paranormal um, activity v Transformers. <laughs> I don't know how we make that decision. I don't so. know how. Yeah. Um, all right, on to 65. Here we're at. Uh, what are we getting? What are we getting? We're getting The Incredibles versus Moonlight. Man, uh, I mean, that sucks. <laughs> that does suck. I think if we eliminate the Incredibles here, we eliminate Pixar. I know. In total from the right. I know. Um, but like, I mean, Barry Jenkins' masterpiece versus the Incredibles. And I love, I think the Incredibles might have been on my list. I yeah. love it. It might be, it's in my top three favorite Pixar. I think the like, Incredibles was on your extra list and I grabbed it and put it in over gotcha. something that I was like, yeah, this is crap. Um, uh, 
Yeah, I mean, it's got to be Moonlight, but I hate it. I know. I know. Doesn't make you feel good, but Moonlight yeah. is just like, yeah. Weak. Weak sauce. All right. Yeah. I guess. Fine. Whatever. <laughs> um, next round, we've got <laughs> Old Boy oh. versus Fish Tank. Very interesting. This is Very. one of the ones uh, my wife, when she did when she did the, the bracket here, um, and clarification for... Uh, listeners it was completely differently randomized when she did it so she didn't know what was coming um but she saw old boy and she's like i don't even know what that is and i was like oh no oh lord oh you have to watch old boy oh my god yes and they just remastered it Um, yeah i mean it's old boy to me it's park chan wook masterpiece fish tank is amazing but old boy is just re-released it like yeah old boy is again a a cornerstone (laughs) and we are talking about the original not the terrible uh Although Josh I don't Brolin. even think I saw the remake, but it's not good. Josh Brolin and uh, Elizabeth Olsen, right? I believe so, and I think yeah. Spike Lee directed it. So I'm like, I don't know what Wild. happened there, but I don't know what's yeah. going on there. I don't want to know what's going on there. Uh, <laughs> no, next no. round, coming down to it, this is second to last of this second round. So uh, we've got No Country <laughs> for Old Men versus Minority Report coming in from the first round. Um, I mean, like. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I lean a little bit minority report on this one. Are you fucking serious? Are I really serious? like No Country for Old Men, but I always have an asterisk after it because it came out the yeah. same year as Jesse James. And I'm like, I know, I know. I was looking at a Western, but. But can you eliminate the Coens right now? Do you feel OK about that? <sighs> See why you gotta phrase it like that? Can you eliminate because Spielberg right now? We didn't though. Oh, you're didn't right. We? Damn it. No, you're right. That's the only reason. Not the only reason because I like Minority Report, but No Country is like yeah one of those movies that's like if you put top ten movies of the 21st century, No Country like yeah has to you're be. You're right. In there. You're right. It has to be fine. <laughs> Oh God! I don't know what's we're left. We're not even. So I'm like, he, see, here's the, we're not even at the hard part yet. I know. We're in the second round. We're like about to go into the sixteen, where all the ones that we've like fretted over, yeah, are like just there really up hard. against the yeah, yeah. All right, so here's the last one of round two. We've okay. got Pan's Labyrinth versus Ooh. Lost in Translation. This is a really good pairing. Interesting. This is another, like, these movies are on a very similar tier for me, regardless. Yeah. yeah. I mean, how much do you weigh a Best Picture winner versus, like, I love Lost in Translation. I mean, you we both love Lost in yeah. Translation. I, I'm not, I don't, oh, wait, no, Pan's Labyrinth didn't win. No, Pan's Picture. Labyrinth didn't win, but it was up there. It was up there. Um, it's one of my favorite Del Toros. Like, it's, I feel like it's Pan's Labyrinth. As insane as that sounds, like... And I will say, I feel like it being Pan's Labyrinth, if you agree, is a very clear, like, our taste in movies versus, like, what the general public... Because, like... Totally. Filmmakers in general, I feel like, would say Lost in Translation over Pan's Labyrinth. But I feel like us as film critics, I guess... Yeah. um, It's our taste. It's more in our taste than... I mean, it's funny because, like, it doesn't matter what comes next. Yeah, stop looking at like, it, Josh. <laughs> um, let's do Pan's Labyrinth. It's going it. to be Pan's Labyrinth. Okay. Yeah, yeah. All right. And with that, we end the second round. 
How's everybody doing? I'm doing horrible. <laughs> I, it's this is this is a lot. So we're in this is taxing. We're into the 16 now. Yes. No, we're not. This, yes, we are. No. Yes, we are. Yeah. This is where it gets really fucking interesting. So now all of the like peripheral ones have been eliminated, and we just have stellar movies that we're gonna be sad about. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> Anything uh, particularly brutal? <laughs> coming from the second round that you want to highlight and do a like a swan song for well it's interesting because like there's a couple that are in here that i'm like moon i did not foresee getting all yeah. the way through um Shaun of the dead there i don't think i saw that getting all the way through yep mean um, girls mean girls like there's a bunch of movies on here that i didn't foresee but like the fact that we did it this way ensures that we get to have really interesting conversations yeah. about them yeah you know? If we had tiered this in any capacity, it would have oh, yeah. not been anywhere near as interesting as it would have been as obvious, it's ending up. Yeah, um, um, man. Yeah, and I we've I had mean... some major ones just eliminated that, like, yes. And I, there's there's going to be some major ones that we're about to eliminate. I know. So, and once um, we get to the final movie, I don't know that we're going to even like it. <laughs> Wouldn't it be wild if we get to the end and we're like, oh, I guess, like, okay, can we go back to the social network? Yeah. 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 Uh, All right. Here we go. Into round three. Thank you for uh, sticking with us, dear listeners. Um, Yes. Yes. Episode 100. I know. We had to do this. This is our 100th episode. That's insane. Just Mm -hmm. bringing that back up in here. Uh, We've also, all movies have been said at least once at this point yes yes so everything from now on you've heard before um it's just a matter of getting down to that number one um which is like horrifying so here we go round three starting off with interstellar versus memories of murder again i will point out again i haven't seen memories of murder but like make me an argument josh Oh, it's so tough because like Memories of Murder is so much better told than Interstellar as a film. And like some of the performances, like you can't point out a bad performance and like it's Bong Joon-ho at his best. But like also Interstellar is like, it's almost untouchable for Nolan for me. Yeah. And like I don't think you can get past that. Like I just don't think you can get past it. And like the 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 at all waver in your voice makes me go, yeah. it's interstellar. It has to be. And that's like I don't feel good at all. Yeah. Like not at all. But yeah. it has to be interstellar, which is fucking ridiculous. Yeah. All right. Next God. one we've got and this is a pairing that has kind of just like snuck through yep. almost. Yep. Uh, we've got Moon versus Catch Me If You Can. Uh, which are like two that I'm like wouldn't have put past the second round if no. if I had thought, but hey, the Here they the are. randomness has <laughs> has delivered. Um, this is an interesting pairing. It really is almost a good double feature in a lot of different ways. Almost, yeah, yeah. Um, I lean catch me if you can on this. I also lean catch me if you can, but like Moon, Moon is, is incredible. Such a good movie. But catch me if you can is such a Spielberg like. I know in his in his zone post 2000 spielberg it's like can you really do better yeah catch me if you can 
and it's got young Leo. It has to be Catch Me If You Can. It's got Leo. It's got Tom Hanks. It's got Sheen. It's got yeah. uh, so many. Yeah, it's got to be Catch Me If You Can, right? Getting through, yeah. All right. Man. All right. Uh, rolling down next, we've got Arrival versus Adaptation. I mean, I feel like it has to be Arrival. Yeah. Because like we're in like that arrival kind of ushered in a new generation for not just Denis but for like this is the kind of big budget original yeah. storytelling that can be done and adaptation like is a similar know. kind of thing but I will yeah. say I feel like adaptation gets a little muddy mm-hmm. at times like yeah. when you get to the end you're like this is a little uh, you know. Um, when they're in the swamp, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, whereas Arrival, I think, is sharp and clean pretty much through the whole thing. Yeah. Um, it gets complicated, but I don't think it ever loses its through the, line. Totally. Um, yeah. And, like, I don't know necessarily think you can say that one of these is a bigger, like, cultural impact. Sure. You know, um, maybe filmmaker impact, but yeah. I think, yeah, I think it's got to be Arrival. It has to be. It doesn't have to be, but like it is. But it is, yeah. Um, all right. Uh, next round, we have. Uh, I feel like a lot of these are just like, well, this is what it's going to have to be. But the next round, we have the Wolf of Wall Street versus Portrait of a Lady on Fire. So I actually don't know about this one. I think that Wolf of Wall Street is one of Marty's best, mm-hmm. but Portrait of a Lady on Fire is like. It might even have been a first director. It might have been a directorial debut. It's like one of those movies that, like, once you see it, you never go back. It changes you know? everything. Mm. And Wolf is like in this. Wolf is like in the Casino Goodfellas, like sure. debaucherous, horrible person. It's Marty doing Marty. Did. I I am vouching for Portrait of a Lady on Fire, but okay, it, it's tough. I mean, we're we know we're pushing a Marty through here. Well, yeah, and so, and here's the thing is, like, A, I trust your taste in movies, but B, like, everything I hear about Portrait of a Lady on Fire is that it's incredible and that it is 100, and I'm like, it's one of those ones that I'm almost embarrassed that I haven't seen it. Not almost. (laughs) I am embarrassed that I haven't seen this movie. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. So And, like, to hear you say it stacks up against The Wolf of Wall Street, I'm like, I believe it. Yeah. You know, and, like... And not Rock much and goes up against Wolf, like yeah, but yeah, I, I do think yeah, wow. it's one of those new school like damn type of movies that that's like a, I can't believe we had to make that choice, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, next round, interesting. We have Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind versus There Will Be Blood. Like almost opposite kinds of movies. <laughs> almost incredibly opposite kinds of movies, like. <laughs> A movie about like emotion and dealing with your emotion and like what it Not. means to interact with people versus like <laughs> there will be blood. It was like how terrible are people? Yeah, like bolted to the ground versus like a surrealist kind of like. Um, I mean, to me, this is there will be blood. Uh, it's it's hard because they you can't compare the two films. See, but here's my thing, and I haven't done the timer in a while here, so like whatever. That's fine. But whatever. I'm kind of leaning Eternal Sunshine on this. Really? Really? Because There Will Be Blood is incredible in almost every aspect. But I can say that 
for Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, too. I know. Because Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind is incredible in almost every aspect. You're not wrong. I think of There Will Be Blood, and it is a movie that, like, you have to get through. It's true. It's like The Master. Like... (laughs) Yeah, it's like that's a it's a lot to unpack. There is so much going on in every scene. The finale, this finale, the climax of the whole thing requires like that you've been like connected the whole time and fully understand what's going on with everything. Yeah. Whereas Eternal Sunshine and not that I'm like advocating like not paying attention to a movie, but like Eternal Sunshine is something that like is much easier easier to emotionally connect to and much easier to emotionally stay with yeah and appreciate it so like i'm leaning eternal sunshine just because i'm like if you asked me what mindset i'd rather be in at the end of a movie i would say i'd rather be in an eternal sunshine mindset than a there will be blood mindset you're totally right, and we haven't been doing this off of any kind of real metric, so it's just like whatever we feel. And <laughs> yeah. Like, I would turn on Eternal Sunshine, not, like, right now. Yeah. I don't think I would turn on There Will Be Blood because of that reason. That there it's Will just Be Blood not. is one of those movies that you have to be like, I'm going to watch that on Thursday. <laughs> right, exactly. And then Schedule you spend out. the rest of the week gearing yourself up to yeah. watch There Will Be Blood on Thursday. I mean, you're you're totally right. And as much as that is the most insane thing ever— we got to push eternal sunshine through I like not going to lie. I would never in a million years think I'd be sitting here arguing against there will be blood. I know. Like I, I thought know. that was going to be final four. Totally. But, but then it goes up against, but I will, but eternal sunshine is just so incredible. Can I check wow. the box on this one? Check it. Check it. Wow. We got to check it. Yeah. That's a big one. That's fucking crazy. All right. That takes a massive film off the board. That's crazy. That's something huge off the board. Wow. All right. (sighs) (laughs) It's so weird having that conversation. And now we're going down to the Lord of the Rings versus Roma. Roma, Which, like, I don't, again, haven't seen Roma but and love Lord of the Rings. But I'm like, I don't have a preference. I mean, I do have a preference. But, like. You know what? I think it has to be the Lord of the Rings for everything that we've talked about already. And the fact yeah. that not only was it culturally significant, but, you know, Return of the King, I think, went 11 for 11 at the Academy Awards. Yeah. And it's just like an undeniable feat of filmmaking. And Roma is amazing, but like Quaron, every movie he makes is like amazing, yeah. you know? Yeah. Like he's been, look, we've talked about him. Like <laughs> If you look at Quaron's filmography, I'm like, does Roma stand at the top of that? Right. Right. I don't think so. Yeah. No. Yeah. So. Man. Wow. Couple couple upsets kind of there almost. I know. I know. Um, this all right. One. Moving on. Here we go. <laughs> this I can't believe we're about to have this conversation, but I know. Mean Girls versus Get Out. I feel like Jordan Peele would appreciate this conversation. I feel like he would too. That's pretty <laughs> legit. Um, I feel like it has to be Get Out. Yeah. Um, love Mean Girls. I'm very proud of it for getting so far. <laughs> I know what the fuck. Um, but uh, I mean, Get Out. I mean, but Get Out. Yeah, yeah. It's just one of the best movies. Yeah. Period. Um, like, 
I feel like I, I, I have a similar feeling to the next round here. We've got The Departed <laughs> versus Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban. <laughs> Imagine we pushed Azkaban through. <laughs> I mean, and also I feel a little guilty just like crushing Alfonso Cuaron two in a row here. But uh, but, but it's hey, he Departed. made it this far. Like, yeah, he made yeah. the 100 too. Like, Good on you. Yeah. Um, but I mean, the departed is one of those top tier ones that is just like, it's the departed. Like, yeah, what are we talking about you know, right now? Although I said that against, I said that for there will be blood, but it's the departed. Yeah. This one's a sucks. really intense one. Um, this one's hard. Yeah. This one sucks. Uh, Logan versus Spider-Man into the spider verse. How did that happen? I don't know. That was how the bound fuck to happen, did that though, happen? Right? Like, how are we here? Like, this should be, this is like if we only had superhero movies in this bracket. I know. This is the finale. Like, what? That um, literally is the finale. I, I, I mean. I honestly don't know how to pick between these two. This might have to be a coin flip because because I don't know. They're both on a very similar level to me and for different reasons. I mean. I will say, I guess. I can't even believe I'm saying it, but like Logan gets a little messy at the end. Mm. I'm like, mm. I remember the first two thirds of Logan flawlessly, you know? Yeah. When the and whole then, clone thing happens. Yeah. When they get up into the mountains and like crossing the border kind of thing, I'm like, I get a little vague on that. Yeah. Whereas like Spider-Man yeah. into the Spider-Verse, I'm like, I could tell you that whole movie start to finish. It is just perfect but like that's like i'm saying it's like you know 95 versus like 95.5 percent i know like it's such a you know what i feel like it has to be spider verse i just feel like we're still i know i know but we're about to get spider verse 2 in like Mm -hmm. later you know in the week we're about to get deadpool 3 with with i know back i know i know but yeah you're right it's it's Spider-Verse, but I almost don't know why. I will hang my hat on Spider-Verse did more for animation yeah, than Logan did for R-rated superhero movies. I think that's right. Yeah. Animation like and though. representation. Too. Yes. There you go. Um, so, yeah. I'll buy that. It makes sense. Spider-Man. Um, <laughs> all right. So, we'll push that through is. and let's throw it against this. Uh, Little Women versus Parasite. <sighs> both 2019 both 2019 yeah i mean parasite. it has to be parasite but like but I why it. it has to be parasite is is it is so marginally like these movies are on a very similar level to me and like it's parasite yeah. for similar reasons that it would be little women like yeah but it's gotta be parasite yeah that's crazy to me. I fucking love you, Greta. Don't even like, come on now. <laughs> Don't even it. fret. Don't even. <laughs> wow. I know. I'm looking at it. Wow. All right. Uh, moving on. This one, I think it's The Dark Knight versus Spirited Away. Um, I realized the listeners couldn't see my dramatic <laughs> shrugs just then where I was like, yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't. I mean. Eh. Yeah. But this is the Dark Knight, right? It is, but like I, this is maybe the one I feel the worst about. This is like a weird thing because it's like the Dark Knight is an incredible movie, but I feel like 
and I feel like I've never felt this for the Dark Knight before, but I feel like I'm choosing like mainstream franchise popcorn over like filmmaking in this choice. We are, but the significance that the Dark Knight holds and what it was able to accomplish. Yeah. I mean, the Dark Knight is arguably the perfect superhero movie. It is. But you're putting it up like it's literally like a you make the wrong choice no matter what you do. Yeah. And like it is the Dark Knight, but I don't really I can't even really convince myself as to why. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. It's not based on taste even. Like it's just yeah. the Dark I mean, Knight. Spirited Away is just so <laughs> incredible and so like impactful and like Yeah. It, like every argument you could make about spirited away is 100% accurate. And it's right. just like the dark Knight just answers those same things. Just a little bit more. Right. And you have the ledger performance and like, there's things in yes. the dark Knight that have still never been topped. And it's yes. like, what can well, you say? But like, and also in my head, I'm like, but also like the third act of the dark Knight gets a little like heavy. And I love that. Like the past few, I've been like, but the third act, but you're not wrong. It's yeah. like there's issues to be talked about and, and spirit away. Like there is no structural issues with yeah. it is just a perfect movie. And, but like, but how just, can you, uh, like, you can't, you can't unseat it. it. Like again, dude, we put this up against the social network and it won. Yeah. Like what yeah. do you, what do you say after that? And, and then we said the next thing in the next round where it's like, yeah, like I transitive know. property, like if the Dark Knight beat the social network, like it has the social to... network beats spirited away, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it has to be the Dark Knight. And then we come to, uh, yeah, once we figure this out, it, we're going to have one of the worst pairings oh, we'll, of all we'll time. We'll come back around to it. So the next <laughs> round is uh, Children of Men versus Inglorious Bastards. Um. Which is Inglorious Bastards. It right? is Inglorious Bastards, Which but like sucks again because like Children of Men is an incredible piece of cinema. Inglorious Bastards is an incredible piece of cinema, but like, and like I can't even make a third act argument here. Like <laughs> I know they're both, both of just them like are perfect. Perfect. Like, <laughs> is there an argument? Let me put this: Is there an argument for Children of Men over Inglorious Bastards? I really don't think so. And I don't know. I really don't have one. And I don't, but I don't have like an argument that I'm like, I bastards. I will say everything to both like prestige, everything bastards is more watchable than children of men to, in my opinion. And so I guess if I had to put it in that regard, That's I would fair. choose bastards. But like, I can't agree with that because I used to have children of men on my video iPod <laughs> and I would watch it while I was riding the subway. Up. Sure. Um, sure. But, uh, but Inglorious Bastards. It's like Terrence what, of the here, 21st century. Here's the argument I'll make. Uh, Inglorious Bastards, every scene is dripping in filmic, like, depth. Yeah. You know, where it's like the scene when they're, like, sitting in the restaurant with the, uh, the like, cream. Yeah. The yeah. whipped cream is like, yeah. there's, layer upon layer upon layer upon layer of like storytelling and depth and like structure built into that. Whereas like some of right. the things in children of men are literally like we're having this conversation to build character and right. to progress the, the plot. Totally. Um, yeah. But also there's like the scene in children of men in the car where they just like elevated, they designed this whole thing to like shoot. Oh man. 
all right. Yeah. I'll, yeah. Don't feel be, good. It's got to be Inglorious Bastards, but I hate every inch of it. Doesn't feel good. Uh, all right. <clears throat> Shaun of the Dead versus Everything Everywhere All at Once. I think also a good double feature. Um, oh, that would be a great double feature, actually. Kind of yeah. similar comedy, almost. Yeah, similar energy, at least. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I have to give this to Everything Everywhere All at Once. Yeah. Shaun of the Dead is one of my favorite movies ever, but I how this, could you put it up against? <laughs> I fold this into the same vein of like good on it for getting this far. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. But it's yeah. everything everywhere. Hands yeah. down. Come on. Um, Birdman versus In Bruges. This one. Brutal. Um, absolutely brutal for you, especially. <laughs> I will say less for me. Really? Because I love In Bruges far more than Birdman. Yeah. I really like yeah. Birdman, but like Birdman requires it's similar to what I was saying earlier, like requires that commitment to appreciating the filmmaking. I know. I know. In Bruges, you can watch and just say like, this is a hilarious buddy comedy movie. Right, right. Whereas Birdman, it's like, okay, like appreciate the performances going on here. Appreciate like the long takes. Appreciate that. Like Michael Keaton is doing a Batman parallel. Like right. all this kind of stuff. Um, it's almost Bruges, too self-aware. Yeah. 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 And I feel like that's a lot with... Uh, Oh, uh, Alejandro Inarritu. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, so, I mean, I'm I cool have to push in Bruges. in Bruges. Yeah, yeah. Let's um, do it. I like it way more than Birdman. <laughs> yeah. Um, Moonlight versus Old Boy. <sighs> That's another like no matter what you do, you lose type of scenarios. Yeah. Like, <sighs> I feel like it's Old Boy. I feel like it's Old Boy too. And like Moonlight, I have on fucking Blu-ray. I don't have that many Blu-rays. I have Moonlight. And it's just like, it's one of those movies that when I saw it for the first time, it absolutely changed my brain chemistry. Yeah. But I can say the same thing for Old Boy. And Old Boy is a bridging of a gap between continents. And like, it yeah. is something that's like, people, you bring up Old Boy, a lot of people know what you're talking about. That's Park Chan-wook. It's not an American yeah. film. And it's just like, people talk about it like it is though. And that is... And freaking crazy. I'll, I'll give it props in that, like, it has been remade as an American film. Yes. And the original is the one that people think of when you for, when you say old boy. Right. And you know. if, if we're getting down to it, like, I think I was talking about this a couple of days ago. When we talk about John Wick and Taken and the Equalizer, like, yeah. old boy is that the start of like, all of that? It's the start of all of that shit. Yeah. Like it literally is. So yeah, that whole, I, I mean, even like Daredevil too. Yeah. Like, yes. Yeah. As so this uh, again, crushing all of these absolutely are devastating. Why have we done this to ourselves? Devastating, um, man. But old boy wins out over moonlight. <laughs> it does. All right. And then here's the last one of this third round. Uh, no country for old men versus Pan's labyrinth. I mean, I go to bat for no country. On this, this is this is it, yeah. This is no country. It's weird because I went to bat for Minority Report on the last round. Yeah. Um, but in this particular comparison, it's no country. Yeah. yeah. Pants, and Labyrinth Pants Labyrinth is incredible, is, but yeah, no country is. You know, like you can say, "What's the most you've ever lost in a coin toss?" Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, to anyone and. 
they yeah. get the reference versus like, uh, can you name any line from Pan's Labyrinth right now? Right, exactly. And I put, yeah. I fucking put Javier Bardem in the best villains of all time when we Absolutely. did that. I'm yeah. like, because like you can look at the silhouette of this man and be like, that's from fucking no country, bro. Like, I appreciate imp- how many things in this episode we've gone. This is something that I brought up in a previous episode of Pixel Splitters. Yeah. <laughs> because this is our 100th episode of Pixel Splitters. Dude, I know. Which is nuts. I know. <laughs> it's the through line. It's We're the creating our line. own, uh, our own. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. We're in to the Elite Eight. We are. This is like. It becomes near impossible from here on this out. This is going to be brutal. So, I like almost don't want to do it. We could leave it at this final eight and just be done. But. <laughs> here we go. Yeah, top eight right here. Here we, go. Here we um, go. All right. Here we go. Although I am really getting curious to see what makes it all the way. Me um, too. But uh, we're starting yeah. off with Interstellar versus Catch Me If You Can. Two movies that I had I did not think would ever the go one, up against yeah, each other. Yeah. Um, I think that's going to be a pretty good theme for this uh yeah this round yeah can an argument be made for catch me if you can like it can be for like the spielberg of it all the leo of it all but i'm like interstellar but it's not very convincing right trumps that yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) like it's a better movie um yeah it's got to be interstellar i think yeah tough tough i mean interstellar is one of those ones that like i feel like we could have said that's just gonna keep keep pushing through i know Um, i know but our next one, uh, Arrival versus Portrait of a Lady on Fire. And this is the one where I'm going to like, you got to sell me on Portrait. I know. I know. And I don't know that I can sell it over Arrival because, again, I said, I think Arrival might be my favorite Denis Villeneuve film. Yeah. One of my favorite Amy Adams performances. Yeah. I mean, it's one of those things. And while I think that Jeremy Portrait Renner of a Lady is great in that, and like Jeremy so Renner good. is like pretty fine in most things you know? yeah he can be very hit or miss and yeah. mostly just like Bleh. but i think portrait of a lady on fire is a more important film but i think that arrival i think it's a better movie i, I like yeah. i actually do um yeah all right god that's weird that's crazy to me oh that's a wild pairing um yeah <laughs> that's oh, coming t- up quit jumping ahead josh <laughs> i know I, um I, I, all right now the the brutality continues we're looking at eternal sunshine of the spotless mind versus lord of the rings <sighs> this for me is the point <laughs> where like lord of the rings is starting to falter mm. Mm. In that, like, Lord of the Rings is an incredible film, mm-hmm. series of films, whatever, uh, yeah. is super culturally significant. Mm-hmm. But if you're looking at it against a movie like Eternal, Eternal Sunshine. Sunshine, like, putting these two next to each other, Lord of the Rings feels very pop culture. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which is not necessarily a bad thing. No. But, like a knock against it in terms of moving on to the next round. Totally. I, I, I feel like the exact same way, which is weird to say, because Lord of the Rings is obviously so much bigger and, and so more much more like important in my life, you know? Yeah. Um, but like but eternal sunshine, dude, but eternal sunshine is just, just one of those movies that like, I mean, Michelle Gondry just, 
I know. In his fucking bag. Yeah. With a script Um, uh, by Charlie Kaufman. Like, we're talking, like, we're going at it right now. Yeah. Um, I I feel like, as insane as this sounds, (laughs) I feel like it's Eternal Sunshine. I think you're right. Is that possible? I think you're right. It is, but, like, this is more of a you thing, because I don't, I like Lord of the Rings, it's not one of my favorite anything. Like I yeah. think they're they're amazing films, but like I would watch Eternal Sunshine before I watch any of the Lord of the Rings movies, sure. to be honest. So I defer to you, but I would put if you're cool with it, I would I, put Eternal I Sunshine mean, through. Like I I could make the argument, but I would be half hearted about it. Yeah. And yeah. if you're if that's your decision, yeah. You know, if your 50% is 100% and my 50% is 25%, then that's 75%. Yeah. And that's. That's a majority. Yeah. It's terrible. Damn, that's that fucking crazy. That's crazy. <laughs> that's crazy. I, in this list, I would have <laughs> never imagined Eternal Sunshine getting that far. Dude, me neither. Um, me neither. And now we that's, go on to another pairing that's just like chaos. Absolute uh, chaos. That is Get Out versus The Departed. Oh. <sighs> It's like another like you you lose either way. I mean, in a way, I'm like, how can it not be the departed? Yeah, but like, Get Out is 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 one of those cultural milestones that, in a way, I think it was bigger than the Departed ever was. You know, and more important at least. Um, I feel like it has to be the Departed. I do too. I can't like make That's an crazy. argument, but like the list we made, I was like, well, the Departed's gonna be in like the final four. I know. And I'm trying not to just like let it be colored by that, you know, of like, oh, I just expect the departed to win everything. Mm-hmm. But like, can you make an argument for Get Out? I mean, to introduce Jordan Peele, which is like, it, and this it, is like late stage Marty. Yeah. But like, so late stage big. Marty is like not in, like, we it's said that about, <laughs> uh, you know, several, several movies. Like it's true. late, late stage Marty of like the Irishman, sure. But also yeah. I don't want to say that because Killers of the Flower Moon, but like I know, I know. But I don't know I can't I can't make an argument against the departed. I can't either. I like I really can't and I fucking want to. Which is wild. Because Get Out is incredible. It's a, it's like a perfect movie. I mean it yeah. it has to be. I mean the these are both that, perfect movies. Like that's this is where it's getting insane because these are all perfect movies. We're literally splitting hairs. Yeah. <laughs> like fuck, that's crazy. Wow. People are gonna be uh, but right. how do yeah, yeah. Uh Spider Man into the Spider Verse. That's terrible. That's horrifying. Versus Parasite. That's horrifying. <sighs> I feel like it still has to be Parasite. We're not even into the like the the four I know. yet. We're in trust like, me. <sighs> I feel like it has to be Parasite because I I'm like too. I can't put a comic book movie as ridiculous as that is up against Parasite and have it lose. You know. Yeah. But I'm like I just Parasite is like bong at his. Like he, I feel like the past couple rounds, well, at least the last round versus Logan, we were like Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse is more of an impact in terms of its impact on like animation as a whole yeah. kind of thing. Right. Um but like you can't make an argument of Spider-Verse having more of an impact than Parasite. I know. You know. 
I know. Um, and maybe not even to the general public, but in terms of like the filmmaking industry and what it meant and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, exactly. And like, like it literally opened a door for a lot of things to happen. Yeah. And it's a parasite. <sighs> it's parasite. Wow. Rock dude. and roll. Now this right. one. Now this is impossible. So <laughs> we're at the dark Knight versus inglorious bastards. I mentioned earlier that my wife uh, <laughs> did a test run of our, of our bracket, uh, a different random seed, but like did a test yeah. bracket. And this was her final two. Yeah. Her fun, like her bracket got to the dark Knight versus inglorious bastards, which I was like, is insane because like, of course kind of thing. But here we are in round four and we have to eliminate one of these movies. Yes. A movie that go the, the dark Knight eliminated the social network. Yes. Right off the rip. Yes. Didn't feel good about it, but it did it. Inglorious bastards eliminated the King's speech and children of men. Yes. Like these, <laughs> I mean, like, gut reaction is it's got to be bastards, but I'm like, I don't feel good at all about it. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I don't I, either. I, 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 like, I can't really say why. I, like, <laughs> the the argument between the two of them that I have, I had, like, a similar thing with Inglorious Bastards versus Children of Men. Like, yeah, Inglorious Bastards is more dripping in filmmaker, like depth mm -hmm. i guess uh, because yeah. it's quentin tarantino sure sure you know i feel like that's what it comes down to honestly is quentin tarantino is more of a filmmaker's filmmaker whereas sure. christopher nolan is more of a popcorn filmmaker a hundred percent and this was 100 percent like the dark knight was 100 percent him doing his thing for a studio exactly um whereas like Inglorious Bastards is Tarantino doing whatever the fuck he wants because yes. he's made banger after banger after banger. And the studio's are like, keep making these. Keep doing that, whatever it's about. Yeah. But like, can I say that The Dark Knight is a worse <laughs> movie than Inglorious Bastards? It's not even about worse at this point. Like, there's no, you could never say one's better. Well, I, I don't know if I could say that, but like, Inglorious Bastards is. And like I could say this about the Dark Knight, but I don't know that I would actually be telling the truth. Inglorious Bastards is legitimately one of the best movies to be made post two thousand. And like the Dark Knight yeah. is in that as well, but Bastards is like you can't really point a fault at anything. And like yeah. you said, with with the Dark Knight, like the 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 final third, I'm like, there's a lot of shit that I would just cut mm -hmm. out of this movie. Bastards like I don't would cut I wouldn't cut a frame out of this movie. Yeah. You know? It's weird because it's like the Dark Knight is the perfect superhero movie. Yes. But like the issue I think we're coming up against is are there issues with superhero movies? Right. You know, and it, at the top tier, it's like, yeah, like it's got to be bastards, right? It has to be. That's wild. Oh I my god! I can't believe we had to do that. I'm so jealous that my <laughs> wife got to like get to that and be like, "Can I just say that's one and two? It's like, holy crap! <sighs> so wow, glorious bastards moves on. Wow. Do you know why it's spelled wrong? It's just one of those. I think one of his flourishes. Okay. 
But it was artistic. My like, wife yeah. asked me that same question, and I went, because Quentin Tarantino? Exactly. And I don't think there's a, a deeper thing no. there, but I wanted to ask. Yeah, it's um, why uh, it's why Reservoir Dogs is called Reservoir Dogs, because he thought it yeah. sounded cool. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yeah. Because Tarantino. Exactly. Um, all right. Moving on uh, to the second half of this bracket here. We've got Everything Everywhere All at Once versus In Bruges. I will kind of defer to you on this one. It's I, everything I, everywhere. Yeah, it I is. know. I want it so desperately to be in Bruges. In Bruges is an incredibly perfect movie, but like I know. So is everything everywhere. I know. Everything everywhere is more impactful because of what it is. It's one of those things I'm like, I also feel like a similar and again, splitting hairs kind of thing, but like a similar thing of like the end of everything everywhere gets a little like muddy. Sure. You know, whereas I think in Bruges is kind of not a big enough story to super get muddy. Yeah. Um, yeah. But like everything everywhere is just a a bigger pillar of filmmaking. It's true. You know, um, it's in true. Bruges is the movie that put Martin McDonough on the map. Um, and it's a little sad that like we didn't get free billboards or, um, yeah, you know, uh, seven psychopaths or anything like that. Even um, Banshees like or even you know. Banshees. Yeah. Um, but it's everything everywhere. Like, yeah, yeah. That movie. That movie's incredible. And it did everything. Michelle Yeoh, everything. Kiwi yeah. Kwan, like it did everything and more. That's, and like, I'll, I'll put that out there. Ki Kwan coming back. And yeah. Like building the story of that. I will use that as an argument of uh, <laughs> putting it over in Bruges. Yes. I love it. I love it. Well, I don't love the decision we have to make, but like, I get it. <laughs> All right. And then the final one of this round. Uh, here we go. Old boy versus no country for old men. That's a really good double feature. That's um, a fantastic double feature. Uh, <sighs> uh, in my head, it has to I, be old boy. I, You know, I was thinking the same thing. I was thinking the exact same thing, which is fucking crazy because No Country for Old Men, again, is a masterpiece of a film. Yeah. But so is Old Boy. <laughs> and it, I think, arguably almost did more. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's got to it be is. Old Boy. That's fucking crazy. All right, so we are at the end of round four. Yes, uh, we're what probably about two hours. Two, yeah, two fifteen into this this episode. Ish. Um, yeah. Thanks for sticking with us, dear listener. Um, yeah. Hope you're enjoying it. I mean, if you're it here, be at episode one hundred. If we didn't go yeah. hard, exactly. Uh, but we're coming down to it. This is the elite eight. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Eight. And then becomes the real nightmare. But I mean, we're already in the real nightmare. Let's, like, let's be real. Um, starting off in 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 this fresh round with Interstellar versus Arrival. Um, Could it get any more perfect? Um, like pinnacles of the sci-fi genre um, by two directors at the top of their game. Yes. Yes. I lean. Arrival. Yeah, I was. Yeah, I lean Arrival only because I think Arrival is more unique in like its characters. Mm. In Interesting. That, like the the concept of linguistics and like understanding language and all that kind of thing is 
something I don't think I've ever seen in a different movie. Sure. Or in another movie. Um, yeah. Whereas Interstellar is unique and incredible, but also is kind of like here is scientist and here is, you know, guy that's going to go out into space because he's super smart kind of thing where it, like, <laughs> right. I like the, the more unique character development versus, uh, like a more traditional sci-fi character. Um, totally. But that's a very fine line to walk. A super fine line. And I think that like what we talked about a, a moment ago, I think Arrival like lands the plane a lot mm-hmm. better than Interstellar does. Because by the end of Interstellar and with a lot of Nolan's final acts, you're kind of like, what is going on here? And then it's like a, we don't need to explain it. It's just vibes type of deal. And yeah. Interstellar is one of those movies where it's like, the less you think about it, the better it becomes towards yeah. the end. Whereas Arrival just lands the plane. Like there is no like, oh, let me try and ponder as to what the fuck he was trying to say yeah. here. And it does get messy with its whole like time conception kind of thing. But sure. it's still yeah. digestible. Um, and it's yeah. a solid hour shorter. <laughs> Yes. Not that yes. like a long movie is bad or anything like that. I'm not no. like trying to make that argument, but like there is so much less to comprehend. Exactly. In Arrival versus Interstellar. Um, right. But damn. I mean, not easy. It's it's a great pairing also. Um, that would be, yeah, a hell of a double feature. But I think it has to be Arrival. Yeah. Wow. 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 <laughs> wow, dude. <sighs> That's fucking crazy. All right. Coming down to here. I, I never would have thought these would have gone up against thought, each other. But we're going up against uh, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind versus The Departed. <laughs> Not a good double feature. Not a um, good double feature. <laughs> Very different. And here's. Okay. What, what, what do you think here, Josh? So in ways, I almost prefer watching Eternal Sunshine. Mm-hmm. But I feel like it has to be The Departed. I just feel like it has to be. Yeah. It's it's it is Marty's like it is one of those movies from Martin Scorsese that you're like this is just. I mean, a, it's the like, one that won him perfect. the Oscar. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it, I I have been unexpectedly a big proponent of Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind uh, yeah. in this episode. Yeah. Uh, it. Thus far, crushing um, Midsommar, Collateral, There Will Be Blood, <laughs> Lord of the Rings. There Will Be Blood is um, psychotic. It's, this is, it's insane. Uh, but I feel like a lot of the arguments I have for Eternal Sunshine just can't be made against The Departed. I know. Because you can't say it's necessarily like a better made movie. Right. Because it's on par but like the departed is the better made movie right the character right. development is better in the departed mm-hmm. like all the arguments i would make the emotion even yeah like the character arcs in in the departed is is better are better like yeah 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 oh god i hate it but- i know but it has to be the fucking departed Oh my God. Although I will say the departed was one of those ones that I was like, this is always going to make the final four. I know. I know. I know of any Scorsese <sighs> movie. That was the one. 
Um, all right. Next one down. Horrifying. Horrifying. These are all. It's it's horrifying. I mean, it was all horrifying last round. I know. I know. We're but looking this at is Parasite unique. versus Inglorious Bastards. I actually am not really sure where to go on this one. Because, like, I'll be honest. I mean, I've obviously watched Inglorious Bastards more as it's been out for sure. 10 years longer than Parasite has been. Yeah. But I also find it to be a much wa- more watchable movie than Parasite is and a more digestible film than Parasite is. Yeah. Is it a better movie? I don't really know. Is it more important? I don't really know. Yeah. Like, in ways I want to put Parasite through. I have what a hard fucking time with that argument. I know. It's... it's it, it this like sucks because it is Bong Joon Ho at the top of his game and I know. Tarantino at the top of his game and I'm like I don't think either of those two filmmakers are necessarily better than the other as insane as that sounds to say but I, uh, Tarantino would hate this because yeah. he loves Bong <laughs> yeah I feel like it has to be bastards I feel like it does too but I feel absolutely horrendous about it's it it's terrible I mean. Top eight for Parasite, but... I know, I know. But Inglorious Bastards. Brutal. Absolutely brutal. Devastating, in fact. Um, this one. These are two that I would not have pegged to be all the way up here. Uh, no. We're at... We're, we're looking at Everything Everywhere All at Once. Mm-hmm. And Old Boy. An interesting pairing. Um, what's your gut reaction? Old Boy. Me too, which is fucking wild. I don't know why, though. I like. You can't make any argument about impact. You can't make any argument about yeah. like really anything. It's just I'm like, weirdly, I think the thing that in, is in my head is they remade Old Boy and nobody cared, and we that's still the one we talk about. It's fucking true. And again, which, well, continue. No, which is just like a, like a validation of that film that I think steps it up. Yes. And the amount of films that are made in other countries, especially in Asia that we can talk about like this. I mean, we just talked about parasite, but it's like people reference old boy just on a whim. It's not like a, Oh, let me really think of it's like old boy. It's one of those movies that like, You know, it just kind of broke through the mold in a way that no other movie could really do. And I think it has to be Old Boy. And I actually don't feel bad about that, to be honest. Like, I love everything everything everywhere. everywhere, Yeah, it's an incredible movie and it is incredible of the moment. Right. And I think it will stick around. Yeah. I think people will talk about it for a long time because it did, it had a uh, Inception esque vibe of like, Mm-hmm. I'm sure there were an entire generation of filmmaker just coming into their own that are like, oh, my God, like multiverse. Like, right. That's how I'm going to tell stories kind of thing. Right. Um, and I think that'll be around for a long time. Um, yes. But like there is a level of just I, I mean, I've said this a couple of times, but like old boy, just like cornerstone. It's total like, cornerstone. This is, a, this is part of filmmaking history. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yes. <sighs> all right so we're moving quick now we've made final it through four. that's uh yeah we've made it through the final the the elite eight and we're into the final four and it's horrifying <laughs> um you knew it was going to be 
So our first matchup of the final four is a rival versus the departed. <laughs> I did not think a rival was going to make it all the way to the final four. I can't separate these two. I, like I, I look at the departed and I was like, yeah, the departed is clearly going to make it to the final four. Of course, because it's a damn near perfect movie. Um, but up against Arrival, this is going to sound like the weirdest thing ever. But up against Arrival, The Departed to me feels super Hollywood. I would yes, it literally does. Which I don't, I can't really like back up because I'm like yeah, like super Hollywood. It's like Leo and Matt Damon and Jack Nicholson and Alec Baldwin and Mark Wahlberg and Martin Sheen and. Right. Et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But I'm like, Arrival is Amy Adams and Jeremy Renner Jeremy and Forrest Renner. Whitaker and like just. Right. But Arrival, so the one thing I guess I'll say is Arrival is heavy genre, whereas mm-hmm. The Departed is Marty at his best, at his most comfortable doing what he does. Is his Oscar winner. Exactly. And I will say. I find more flaws with The Departed than I do with Arrival. There's not that many, and there are many things that I can forgive, but like the entire Jack Nicholson thing is interesting in The Departed, whereas I'm like, I don't have that with Arrival, you know, mm-hmm. at all. But I, but like, c- can you say The Departed is like, could you put in good conscience Arrival over The Departed? Like, can you? Because that's what I'm running through. I'm like, can I fucking do that? Can I put a 2016 movie over The Fucking Departed? I don't know, man. I don't know that I can do that. <laughs> Arrival might be a better movie, to be honest. But I think people still Departed. talk about The Departed. Yeah. Fuck. I, like, I, as much, I'm like, I don't have an argument. This is insane. I don't have an argument. I know. But The Departed is just the bigger movie it literally is and not that that's all that it matters but like there are many metrics that departed just checks. well and i don't mean bigger in ter- well yeah i don't mean bigger in terms of like yeah it was like more of like a yeah. you know thing when right. it came out but like it's bigger in that like it's it's just i, I can't define it it's just a bigger movie it um, is it is and i will never forget the moment of like listening to or watching the oscars and seeing Marty Scorsese win for The Departed. Like, yeah. But, I'm, but uh, yeah, I think it's The Departed. It's it has to be. It has to be. I mean, it doesn't have insane. to be. It could 100% be It the could ar- be a rival. rival. It could be. But, but I, think, I just like. I think it's like a 51-49 exactly. situation. <laughs> oh, my God. And The That's Departed fucked. moves to the finale. It does. What will it go up against? Will it be Inglorious Bastards or Old Boy? I think Tarantino would want it to be Old Boy, but <laughs> <laughs> but like Bastards is in a similar vein for me with The Departed, where it's like one of those pillars of American cinema mm-hmm. at this point. That's like you can't really talk about like it's almost in its own league. Like you yeah. don't really talk about it up against other things it's because another, it's like what's the fucking Inglourious it's entirely Bastards? different, yeah. Yeah, and the same with the departed. You don't talk about it like like this, like we are putting it up against the things because it's yeah. like it's the departed. Like, what are we talking about? And old boy, you can say the same shit for though, which is crazy. Yeah, like this people is, don't talk about it like this, that. 
Old Boy versus Inglorious Bastards is arguably harder than The Departed versus Arrival. It is. It because really here's is. the thing. I think if you were to ask the normal person, normal, however you want to interpret that, like <laughs> if they've heard of Inglorious Bastards or if they've heard of Old Boy, they're going to say Inglorious Bastards. Like Inglorious Bastards is more accessible. Totally. Um, it's Inglorious Bastards, man. I don't have an it argument is. for Old Boy. I don't. Like I want to so desperately. I know. But I know. like. But I don't, and I can't even articulate at this point. And then, like, this might be just a result of us having been podcasting for two and a half hours. But like, <laughs> yeah. I'm just like, <sighs> Old Boy is an incredible film that is hugely impactful. But Inglorious Bastards is just on another level. Yeah, and it might be my favorite Tarantino movie, like yeah. straight up. Yeah, um, I mean, I think if you look at Tarantino's filmography, like, it's hard to argue that something's a Above Inglorious Bastards, right? You have like Pulp Fiction, and it's like yeah, but like you but, could argue Pulp Fiction, but like Pulp Fiction is also him as a much younger filmmaker. So, totally, this um, is him at like his top, his yeah, peak. Yeah. Um, wow. So, so now it now that brings us down to it, um, and now like fuck, we're at like two and a half hours. We can just like debate endlessly if we want, because if you're still with us, endlessly. dear listener, we appreciate it. We do. Um, this is a wild undertaking. Um, yeah. More so, I think, than I anticipated. Definitely. My God, yeah. But we've come down to the finale. Final two. Which, like, kind of makes me feel like, you know, middle-aged white dude-ish. <laughs> um, but our finale is Martin Scorsese's 2006 epic, The Departed. Versus Quentin Tarantino's 2009 epic Inglorious Bastards. Um, <laughs> suck it the 2010s, I guess. I guess it never got better than this. Um, um, but man. Uh, weirdly, like a similar kind of movie. Definitely. Definitely. Like... Um, Lots of different groups of people mm -hmm. violently strategizing against each other. Exactly. <laughs> with big ensembles, with just nothing yeah. but A-listers. Um, um, I mean... Is there any, are there any cross uh, cast in this? No, right? Ooh. I, d I don't uh, think so. I don't think so. Which is actually crazy because they're both big casts. Um yeah. Both big casts as cast by top tier directors. Yeah, exactly. So for me personally, I prefer Inglorious Bastards to The Departed as a film, as something that I want to sit. If I was to put these two movies in front of me and say, which one do you want to sit down and watch right now? Yeah, it would be Inglorious Bastards. Not for anything other than the fact that, like, that story to me is a little bit more engaging just because of the subject matter versus what The Departed is. And I, and I yeah. love The Departed. But Bastards is like, it's to me, it's like Tarantino's like magnum opus. It's like, yeah, everything he's wanted to do in a movie. So, here I will counter that by Please. saying I have the same. Reaction. If you were to put these two movies in front of me and say, which of these do you want to watch right now? 
I would choose Inglorious Bastards. Mm-hmm. At the end, I would be happier that I watched The Departed. Mm. Like, I love Inglorious Bastards, but I have more of an experience watching The Departed, oh. I think, than Inglorious Bastards. And I also think The Departed is more important, just in terms of relevance. Like, The Departed is something people reference all the time. Yeah. Inglorious Bastards. I mean, like, how many people everyone knows? Like, are you a cop? Yeah. Fucking exactly. Um, and while I do think there are flaws with The Departed, it's Marty at like doing what he does best with the material he knows best with a cast that is like as good as he's ever assembled. Well, let me say that, like, as hard as this is, like, name your flaws in The Departed. I mean,. <sighs> A lot of it has to do with Jack Nicholson and his accent and just being like, I don't believe a lot of your Ah. character only because of that. And being like, we're talking about like an Irish kind of thing going on here. And I'm like, I don't know that Nicholson was supposed to be. I don't know that he was the correct casting for that, to be quite honest. And I think he does great. Oh, see, I will argue so hard on that because I feel like Jack Nicholson, like that movie wouldn't be anything without Jack Nicholson. I think Jack Nicholson builds that. Jack Nicholson validates Matt Damon in that because we he does if you've listened does. to the past in few the episodes bar, yeah like Jack Nicholson makes Matt Damon be in Matt Damon I know more tolerable yeah because like he's just like so evil and this was his first movie yeah. post 9-11 where he was like I'm gonna start playing villains again because he had his whole thing that, like, after 9-11, he's like, we need positive, right. like, characters. Um, right. And that scene in the bar with him and Leo. Yeah. Oh. I, but, like, you know in, in the same thing, I'm like, fucking Inglorious Bastards built Christoph Waltz as, like, the powerhouse fierce villain that he is. Like, if we're, argu- if we're arguing villains... Christoph Waltz is the superior villain to Jack Nicholson, which is an insane statement. But like, and I'm also, I feel like it sounds like I'm like arguing for the parted right now, but I, I am 100% split down the middle. Split down the middle. I know. I know. But I think it's bastards. I think it's bastards too. But like, I can't, I couldn't articulate why. Like, I just couldn't like you're like this. This question we've asked ourselves to answer is like an unanswerable question. Well, and Bastards has like, I mean, it's made its way down this this tree, this bracket Mm -hmm. as like a the argument has been just like in terms of overall general filmmaking. It's like a higher tier. You know, that's how it knocked out. um, like King Speech, The Martian, Children mm-hmm. of Men, The Dark Knight, yeah. Parasite. Yeah. What? What a fucking run. The King what Speech, The Martian, Children of Men, The Dark Knight, Parasite. Ready? Tom Hooper, Ridley Scott, Alfonso Cuaron, Christopher Nolan, Bong Joon-ho, and uh, Park Chan-wook. Like an unassailable grouping of filmmakers. Like insane. Uh, to go back, let's let's see what The Departed did. Uh, Training Day, Marcel the Shell with Shoes On, 
Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban, Get Out, Eternal Sunshine, and Arrival. I mean, no shade. Weirdly, less of a gauntlet. It less of that's what I was gonna say. Less of a gauntlet to make it through, yeah. and that's almost pushing me towards bastards even more because I'm like, not that the Departed would have been pushed out by anything that we've talked about sure. already, but bastards but it made it through but, a, because like we definitely had like there will be blood was pushed out by Eternal Sunshine. I know, I know. know, and if you put there will be blood up against the Departed or anything else, it's like. I mean, Bastards made it through a literal gauntlet of, like, how the fuck does this go up against this? Um, I mean... So I guess that's it. I guess it's Inglorious Bastards. Yeah, it's insane because... But there it is. It's fucking Inglorious Bastards. (laughs) Holy shit. Wow. What? What? I mean, like, I'm yeah. a step. I'm, I'm, I'm like, like totally, like, um, but what a run! Holy shit, that's wild. Um, do you have any closing thoughts? I mean, <laughs> we planned literally nothing past this moment, so um, I know. I, I, I like, but there it is, the winner of our bracket. Um. <laughs> It's interesting that we're there because I, in my head, I was like, we might get to a point where something lands in that final spot. And I'm like, yes, but it would have 100% been dethroned by this thing that got eliminated in the first round. Right. Um, Like, do you think social network shows up there if that had taken versus the dark Knight? So if you think about it, like, would it be bastards versus the social network? Yeah. Well, it would have been bast. Yeah, it would. We would have hit bastards versus the social network. Uh, and I still think ago. that bastards would win over the social network, as good as of a movie as the social network is. Like Inglorious Bastards is like I put it almost in a tier on its own. Yeah, which is crazy to me because Tarantino it's is like wild. you know, yeah, holy shit. But it, and like and here's the thing is like I don't think any other Tarantino movie makes it this far. No, no. Anything else not. would be crushed by The Departed, but Inglorious right. Bastards is incredible. It's it's a masterpiece. So there you have it. So there we go. The 100 movies you should watch. The and 100 then... movies you should watch. Um, <laughs> we will put together an actual list that you can find on Letterboxd. Yes. yes. Uh, as I think I said at the top of the episode two hours ago, two and a half hours ago, uh, it is in an order at the top there, but like when we get deeper into it, less so. Uh, totally. Totally. But yeah. Um, is that it? Is that it for the 100th episode of Pixel Splitters? I think that's it. If for no other reason that we need to stop talking about this now, because it has been like my throat hurts. It is a labor of love. Maybe can't really tell. We were kind of arrogant at the top. We were like, yeah, like I feel like this is actually going to go faster than we thought. Uh, And then we got to like round like 25 or so on the first round. And I was like, Oh, this is this is taking a little while. This is taking a while. Um, so, thank you, dear listeners. Yes, for truly. for sticking with us through this insane bracket of like heartbreak. Really, really, just like God. I feel like I had to judge a lot of movies that I love. Um, yeah, but yeah, um, but we made it to the end. 
in like a hundred episodes, we of course we had to end it like this, like That's we true. or not end it, but we had to come. Yeah, to I, uh, there will be a hundred and first episodes. Yes, exactly. But um, we had to do something extra special and put us through um, something torturous. Uh, so this normally would be the part where we uh, go to our recommendations, but I think it's safe to say that our recommendations are Inglorious Bastards and The Departed. Yes. Which I don't I think either of us have recommended. It. Yeah, I don't think those are have been recommended before, but uh, yeah, if they have, watch whatever. them again. Yeah, like come on now. Um, um damn, that's uh, fucking crazy. To the fact, I guess, kind of that most of this film is not in English. Yes, like even yeah. though we went with an American filmmaker. <laughs> yeah, I like one hundred percent. I have put this movie on with the intention of like, I'll watch this movie and do a puzzle at the same time. And they're speaking German and you're and like, then well. gotten 15 minutes in and I'm like, Oh, right. I can't like not be reading the subtitles. Of this. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, man. Oh man. Here we are. Um, dude, I Good fucking shit. love doing this podcast with you. Yes. <laughs> yes. It's literally the thing that I look forward to every single week, even it, though yeah. it happens on Monday. I'm just like, it's, when can we get there? <laughs> yeah. And like, I, it's the weirdest thing. And like, this is weird to say, but like, I listen to every episode. Yes. yes. <laughs> even the ones that I edit myself. I'm like, yeah, yes. I just spent, you know, three hours cutting this all together and now I'm going right. to listen to it. Plus you um, lived it. Yeah. And then yeah. you're going to listen to it. <laughs> Plus I lived it. <laughs> um, it's true, man. So. Here we are. Uh, thank you, dear listeners, for listening. Uh, yeah. I don't I, know. I don't have much to say after two, and, two hours and 40 minutes. All of these movies. <laughs> Absolutely yes. 100 movies you have to watch before you die. Yes. Um, yes. Before the end of the year. You can watch 100 movies before the end of the year, dear listeners. Yeah, you can do it. We can do it. You know, I've watched 120-ish yeah. this year. We're good. You can yeah. do it. Yeah. And it's only May. Yeah. Um, I guess we'll just close it out and I'll say, Josh, yeah. where can people find you on the internet? Uh, wow. I mean, people can find me on the internet on Twitter at Josh Fuller 33. Fuller is spelled with no E. You can also find me on both Instagram and Letterboxd at Josh J. Fuller. And where can people find you, Willis? Uh, you can find me on the internet on Instagram, on Twitter, and on Letterboxd, at Willis Film. Uh, and if you want to find the podcast, you can find us on <laughs> Pixelsplitters.com. Or yeah. you can find us on social at Pixelsplitters on Instagram, at Pixelsplitpod on Twitter, and at Pixelsplitters on Letterboxd, where you can find all of our recommendations, including The Departed and Inglorious Bastards. And also, we will 100% make a list of our top 100 yes. movies post 2000 that you need to see yes every one of the movies that we mentioned today is worth sitting down and watching even no from the asked. beginning like interstellar yes. versus district nine like that Come was on. the district nine was the first one eliminated district yeah. nine is a thousand percent worth your time <laughs> yes <laughs> yes it's true um and we just made it difficult for ourselves and you because we had to we had yeah. to do something you know and um god yeah that I, was I have, so much fucking fun i have no other words it was so much fun i'm so and, angry about so much of it i know but that was 
an incredible breakdown. I'm so happy. Me too. And we did it the only way we could have possibly done it. Um, Pixel splitter style. Exactly. Convoluted Um, and makes us angry. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I guess we'll wrap it up. Uh, Mm -hmm. This is the end of the 100th episode of Pixel Splitters. We will talk to you next week, dear listener. Um, End of pod.